Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Sixty-five Sports is presented by IdealMRI.com. High-quality MRIs for four hundred ninety-seven dollars or less. IdealMRI.com. Your health is important. So is your budget. Two plants his back foot. Pressure again. There's Singleton with some space. Jeremy Singleton. Sixty-five Sports is also brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, protecting Texans since 1952. O'Connell over the middle. He's got Hopkins to tight end. No one in front. Can they catch him? Bryson Hopkins to the touchdown. Seventy-two yards. Have you subscribed to our YouTube channel? Search Three Sixty Five Sports on YouTube. Brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Moving up, running for it. Thompson Robinson has the first down, still straddles the sideline, cuts it back. DTR inside the 20, he'll go. Touchdown, UCLA. Now, here's David Smoke, Paul Catalina, and Craig Smoke. We have a. Uh... A lot of news in the transfer portal. At least we'll touch on three stories for sure. Baylor adding a big plug in the defensive line. Houston uh, getting caught off guard by the transfer of a star running back. And then also a former Baylor wide receiver headed to West Virginia. That and more, plus the Baylor women's basketball team picked up another transfer as Nikki Collin continues to fill out her roster. Paul Catalina, Craig Smoke, I'm David Smoke. In studio running the mothership is Garrett Ross. Emery Winter is here. Jack McKenzie was here 
just a little bit ago. First, we'll start with this. Our thoughts and prayers to Chuck Carlton and his family. Chuck was uh, a hell of a writer. Tremendous long-term, 42 years at the Dallas Morning News. He passed away the article written by Kevin Sherrington, acknowledging the passing of friend and colleague. He was a pro's pro. Uh, he was a grumpy guy. He, you know, he kind of like lovably grumpy, but he was a staple in covering the uh, Big 12, pretty much everything. He was in Minnesota covering the Minnesota Wild and Stars and passed away of natural causes, although he had battled prostate health issues and also degenerative uh, heart, congestive heart failure as well, or heart issues as well. So Chuck Carlton, he was always, you know, he didn't get a lot out of him. But we do. We will miss Chuck, and he was always wherever we usually were covering something Big Twelve. Yeah, I, um, I I spent a lot of time with Chuck on the road and in different places covering basketball for sure. And he is, uh, I mean, he's he is the grumpy old sports writer, like personified, personified but uh, you know. Uh, just a heart of gold, really, really, I mean, and a good guy to learn from. I mean, it, gruff, for sure, you know, sometimes. And uh, But he was a, a great writer and a, a pro's pro and a, and a really nice man. And um, I, I'm going to miss seeing Chuck, for sure. Yeah, my limited interactions, uh, uh, he was always a nice enough guy, like y'all said. He's kind of kind of that old school uh, newspaper writer uh, in a good way. Uh, but, yeah, just terrible to hear that. It, only 64 years old. Uh, that just seems like it's still kind of young, you know. And uh, he was a person that, if it was Big 12 related, um, you know, a conference championship game, media days, uh, various, you know, games, uh, depending on what stadium you happen to be at on a Saturday, there was a good chance you were going to see him. Uh, and he was all over uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and, and, of course, the Big 12 as well. So, yeah, I mean, if you were a Big 12 fan or somebody who followed the schools, uh, even, you know, a fans at one point in time, I mean, he mm-hmm. you, you didn't not interact with him in some form or fashion following sports in Texas over these last, you know, few decades. So, yeah, um, a staple, like you said, and uh, somebody who's going to be greatly missed based on the outpouring of, you know, thoughts and prayers and support that we've seen uh, all over social media today from various folks, media and otherwise. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's a big name for us. I think that's gone. And, you know, there's been, um, you know, folks over the years, it's just kind of how it goes. But that is, uh, that is one that was um, disappointing to hear and uh, a little bit surprising, too, just because he, he was only 64. But uh, thoughts and best wishes to his folks, uh, his family, and loved ones, and all of that. It's a sad deal. All right, uh, Oregon had a defensive lineman, Trevin Ma'ai, who entered the transfer portal. He today committed to Baylor, Dave Aranda. Defensive coordinator, of course, is Matthew Pallage. He's a 6'5", 290-pound defensive lineman. He might even be heavier than that. He will join us today at 3.30 on his decision to commit to Baylor. From all indications, he also had several offers, but TCU, Colorado, Purdue, Brigham Young, West Virginia, Boise State, among a few others. Baylor, with Jarrell Boykins going down during the spring game, Word Grayson had a, a couple of notes on this that he's expected back by the fall. Trey Emery missed a lot of the spring. Out, uh, a big, huge off defensive lineman from Mount Pleasant High School. And Jackie Marshall had been, of course, got a big body. Has also well, He was also a guy that missed the spring game um, with Baylor. And apparently his injury not serious. So they needed bodies. We discussed that yesterday and Monday as well. So Trevin Maya. 
Ma'ai, excuse me, is going to uh, join us at 3.30 on his decision. Craig, your thoughts about this? They needed somebody, no question, to plug inside the defensive front. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little more complicated than just all those names because all those names don't necessarily play the same position, but they're all kind of being asked to, to produce the same. So, yeah, in that way that he, he joins those guys because I don't think that – you know, Jackie Marshall and Jarrell Boykins are necessarily the same type of a player. But, uh, yeah, as far as just needing help up front and on the D-line and, you know, getting guys to the quarterback, all those types of things uh, that you're looking for up front on that defense, uh, he is uh, somebody that, you know, should be able to help in that regard and they clearly think should be able to help in that regard. I mean, 6'5", 290, a um, couple tackles for loss last year, had a sack, uh, played a lot in the first nine, and then played a, a good – bit um you know produced a bit in the the year prior too so uh clearly seems like there's more you can squeeze out of the tube there hopefully Dave Aranda and Matt Pallage and uh what uh Dennis Johnson can can help do that over the course of this next year but yeah he seems pumped up about it they definitely need help uh we as you said outlined a lot of that yesterday uh pretty much anywhere you look on defense they could probably use somebody and so defensive line was certainly an area just in general and I'm curious to see how exactly he fits into you know the techniques and exactly what they want to do with him but yeah a good pickup on paper and excited to see what he can do and and look when it comes to defensive linemen ideally you want as big of a rotation as you can get um, those are the guys you got to keep fresh especially as fast as the game moves nowadays so the more uh, bodies capable bodies and guys who can make plays uh, you have and look he's he's an interior defensive lineman so I would I would stop short of getting hung up on stats for for him because sometimes Great many times, it's hard to to gauge how effective someone is by stats at that position because your job is not necessarily to make tackles unless you're you're there right by the running back. Your job is to help other guys make tackles. Yeah, he had 12 tackles, two TFLs, tackles for losses, and also a sack during the 2022 season. But you're right, most of those guys are there to plug up the uh, the holes and, and, and allow others to roam, the linebackers and others to roam to make the tackle. So a pretty good list that he could have gone to other places. He chose Baylor, joins us in 20 minutes. And then this went late last night. This was, I think, right before I fell asleep, 9.06 last night. Mark Berman put this out. Dana Holgerson uh, telling uh, Fox 26 Sports in Houston, Alton McCaskill informed him he will enter the, N- uh, the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, I thought Holgerson handled this as well as anyone could have handled it. I love that kid. He's a really good kid, and he gave us a really good year back two years ago. He had a productive spring. He was happy. He broke the team down, and he just mentioned it. He goes, I I wish him well. It's a sad day. I was a little shocked because the kid had a good spring, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. We're going to be fine. I love the way he said this. We're going to be fine. we got a lot to offer. we got a lot of good things happening at the University of Houston. We'll be just fine. But this one did seem to come out of nowhere. And Colorado, you would think, maybe has already been in touch. I don't know. USC, uh, someone will pick up a dynamic running back. And one of the things that also, Craig, you brought this up in our three-way text, is that Houston helped him all the way back from the rehab of the knee injury, and then he gets healthy, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah, I mean, it's a huge loss for them, no matter what way you slice it, no matter how cordial you are and 
sending him off like Dana Hogerson clearly was. You know, I know uh, Dana doesn't always uh, rub people the right way, but I think he did handle that very well, uh, considering he could have probably blown a gasket and, you know, said that they're going to threaten to call whoever and done that whole jazz uh, routine. But, no, he just he took it on the chin and kept it moving, and I think that's probably the best thing to do. So uh, kudos to Dana Hogerson, although I know that a lot of people – uh, we'll probably end up blaming him for this somehow or another, and, and I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I, I think it's very odd and kind of weird that less than, what, five minutes after the Alton McCaskill news breaks, we're already hearing about Colorado yep. from Bruce Feldman. Like Almost like that was kind of a known thing or there's some sort of idea already implanted there. I just That, that, that doesn't sit real super well with me um, that just – that that quickly, it's like not only is he gone and bad, wow, it's a huge surprise. But keep your eye on Colorado. Well, how'd you know that? You know what I mean? Like that just that that's the part of the the portal thing that I think is a little funky. But it's it's Dion, so who cares? He can do whatever. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if he ends up at Colorado, then obviously that raises your eyebrows a little bit more. If he ends up somewhere else, then you know there was nothing to it. But that that part of it, I was like, all right, come on now. Um, he'll be a great addition for whoever he goes to, Colorado or otherwise. Uh, he was a great player two years ago. Granted, he is coming off of a major injury. I remember seeing them doing rehab videos, and he was, like, bouncing on one knee and had a medicine ball, and he was he was going at it, and they were super excited about his progress and about his return. And so, yeah, to just go through spring ball and then up and decide to leave before their first year in the Big 12, I just think that sucks. But uh, I'm sure he's got personal considerations. You know, it's – it's a player's game now, so that's uh, well within his right. And to go and seek a you know better opportunity, I guess, if he felt there was one out there, I'm sure, like I said, we'll learn more about that. But somebody's going to get a great player. Houston lost one, but I, I like Dana Hogerson's attitude about, all right, well, cool, let's just move on and, and do what we can with the people that are here. Well, and, and part of the reason you said Colorado fast, not necessarily anything nefarious. I mean, it might be, but um, I, I mean, you know. You doubt it? I don't doubt it, but I mean, like, I would have have I could doubt it um or I could convince myself it wasn't nefarious in the fact that nobody's there right now yeah they, right? Need, I mean, body. like, they yeah. need bodies so um if you're one of the better players in the portal yeah I mean like it, it makes a whole lot of sense that they're gonna contact you uh, then and you you can kind of look and see what they've got now I think they already have two running backs that they that they brought in there at Colorado so maybe that's not the spot but you know I, I guess you're trying to strike whether your NIL iron is hot it's just that he could have done this I mean, their spring game was over a couple weeks ago, uh, and he's had two weeks to do this, and he does it four days before the portal closes. That's why it's a little strange. Well, you'll know, not that his phone didn't light up immediately, probably 50 schools if not more, but you'll know pretty quickly because if he makes the decision in the next day or two, and 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 you could think maybe Colorado. Again, they need bodies, but well, also that's four, a different. Go check 247's crystal balls and see where he's crystal balled to. He's crystal balled to Colorado. Yeah, I mean, the connection's to Colorado, Paul. I get, yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. I'm not trying to sit there and go like, ooh, you're bad or anything. It's just that less than five minutes after it was announced, yeah. there was one school mentioned from Bruce Feldman, and it was keep your eye out on Dion in Colorado. Well, why them specifically? I, I, because they don't have a lot of players? Well, there's other teams that want running backs too. I think that just automatic connection that clearly there was a little kind of known going on. Clearly, there wasn't on the Houston side of things. I'm not saying good, bad, guilty, not like none of that. I'm just saying that that kind of sucks. I think for uh, for Houston, and, and that'll be a great pickup for Colorado or whoever it may be. 
Um, but yeah, they they definitely need some players, and and he would be a heck of a, a player to pick up for for Deion Sanders. All right. Also, this young man, we saw him in high school at Cedar Ridge. Down in Round Rock when we did a couple of midway games, he was a dynamic high school player. Jalen Ellis, I really was excited when he committed to Baylor because we had seen him in high school. Deep threat. Last year he had three catches. His shortest was 47 yards, a touchdown against Texas, averaged 51 yards a catch. The problem, Jalen Ellis could not stay healthy enough throughout his career. Uh, A star receiver again in high school, Played 16 games over three years at Baylor. He now joins West Virginia. Uh, Cousins, uh, he reached out to me among, I think it was Paul, who covers West Virginia. And I said, listen, he he's a deep threat, and they hit him just like all of a sudden he shows up. But he hasn't been able to stay on the field. We wish Jalen Ellis the best of luck. Yeah, I, I Mountaineer Paul uh, sent me a, a – just asked me about him. I said, yeah, this is – a player that has a ton of upside, just not a lot of production yet. And because it's been this injury and that injury and, you know, and it was, I don't think it was anything, as far as I'm looking back, he didn't have anything major. It's just, it's been hamstrings or ankles or these things that have kind of kept him out. So if he can stay healthy, uh, I, I, he has a ton of potential, but staying healthy is the key. And that's why he's, he's not here anymore, just because he, they couldn't wait on him to get healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's just just it. It's just the health piece with Jalen Ellis, and he couldn't get healthy over four years, basically. Um, he was a high-priority guy for Matt Rule and the old staff and um, had the connection with now quarterbacks coach Sean Bell, who was his high school coach for, what was it, just a year? Um, there at Cedar Ridge down near Austin, and they had that connection, and Sean Bell worked that and eventually got Jalen over, you know, Texas and mm-hmm. Michigan and – a few other schools as well. So that was a big deal to land him, especially at that time when uh, there was not a lot of knowns going on. There was a lot of just struggling to, you know, clean up the image and just get the program on track and and all those types of things. And he was one of those, like, beacons of light back then of, like, okay, everything's going to be okay. We got a – you know, Jalen Ellis is coming here. Like, we're going to be fine. Uh, He'll always represent that. But, unfortunately, just once he got here, you know, playing-wise, the highlights and the moments were a little bit – too few and far between. I mean, you look at his stats from last year, and he had three long catches, but he only had three catches. And he had, like, what, a touchdown amongst those. 47 yards to Texas, yeah. Yeah, a 47-yard touchdown. Just out of no, hadn't seen him catch a ball in, like, six weeks or something, or maybe we've seen him catch one. And then all of a sudden, here he is in the Texas game the very end of the year, and he's catching, like, this long bomb. And everybody's like, where is, like, where was this the entire time? I remember... Like, why can't this be a more regular thing with Jalen Ellis? He was always going to be that deep threat, and when he'd make a catch, you're like, that's awesome, but it was like twice a year. (laughs) And you're like, so why can't he do that ten times a year? Like, at least once a week maybe. Um, But it was injuries. It was, you know, I guess just whatever other things might have prevented him, uh, just the depth chart or whatever. Uh, So I think West Virginia's got a really dynamic player. If they can get him more consistent, keep him healthy, and uh, and put a focus on him, then uh, yeah, they got a deep ball threat uh, that could really do some damage and a speedy guy. But um, you know that was that was the issue at Baylor. So I wish him the best of luck. Uh, he could never really find his footing. Uh, there was a lot of love though uh, between he and the program. So I'm sure they're wishing him well, and you know just hope that he doesn't click and and start to really find his groove against them next year. But yeah. <laughs> um, you know I think he'll he'll make some plays for the Mountaineers, and that's a good pickup for Neil Brown and company. One note from Baylor women's basketball: they added transfer guard 
Danae Fritz from Iowa State. She played a lot for the, the Cyclones, uh, scored uh, in a couple of games against Baylor, and Baylor beat them up in Ames, and then I should have had should have beaten them at home. They, they, they lost track of the game late, and then I think in overtime, she brings yet more firepower to Nikki Collin, who's locking up a lot of players for her roster. Uh, they have two spots left. Garrett, real quickly, um, it's a nice pickup. You wrote the story about her. Mm-hmm. They had the injuries to uh, Dre Edwards, or no, she was the eligibility yeah, issue because Asia of the transfer. Asia Blackwell, They'll, they're back. Um, man, they, they seem to be a, a compiling a lot of players that give them a lot of flexibility. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is really great from a depth perspective. She's going to be able to bring in some defensive intensity that they were missing at times last year with uh, Jaden Owens on, uh, and you have the other transfers coming in to make up for the scoring. Uh, it's going to be impressive to see what she can do. I like their rotation. Uh, and if everybody stays healthy in the way the the departures have gone for the Big 12 this past season, whether that be from players or coaching changes, I think Baylor's set up really nicely to get back into contention and make a run for a Big 12 championship next season. Well, it'll be a third year for Nikki Collins. So uh, she last year, she's from Tennessee, uh, started 31 of 32 games for a good team, averaged almost nine points, five rebounds, shot 42.6%, 34% from three points. Now... We hear about the transfer portal for players, right? How about the transfer portal for college football officials? John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News and the Wilner Hotline. The Big Ten took three football officials. Among the top officials or referees have accepted positions with the Big Ten. Um, And the website that tracks NFL and NCAA officiating was the first to report the news, Football Zebras. Uh... Coity uh, worked the college football playoff game last year. So pretty high level. Pac-12 declined to identify the departed, but name did confirm that they did lose three. Uh, in addition, a fourth longtime official, Michael Mothershed, has retired. And so the oh, Big Ten not just taking teams, but also, and I don't know how often this happens, but also taking three officials. Yeah, um, maybe I guess they, it's kind of, maybe they feel it's late in the game and to, to bring somebody up or hire somebody or change it too. But uh, I will say this, I think maybe the reason the Pac-12 is more concerned about this than most, and you, we can ask any Pac-12 fan on the chat, um, I know every conference complains about their officials, but the Pac-12 is the one that's had like legitimate actual like problems and had to like shake things down larry scott did not have his arms around that either uh, as as the pac-12 commissioner so any kind of negative news when it comes to the pac-12 officials uh, probably stresses people out 10 percent more than it maybe even needs to just because of the history they've had there recently there's nothing worse there's no moment and i know that there have been probably a hundred in the last 15 or 20 years there has never been a worse scenario a worse piece of evidence of horrible officiating than when Oklahoma played up in Eugene. And there was a Oklahoma was going to win the game. Uh, there was an onside kick. Oklahoma came out of the pack of bodies. Alan Patrick. With the ball, and the officials are sitting there showing that it's Oregon's ball. They went on, they scored, and won the game. Uh, I, I know that everybody has a Big 12. To me, their biggest problem is a lot of delays and reviews or whatever. But that play, that onside kick up in Eugene, and all due respect to Oregon, it was as blatant, horrific, 
as I've ever seen when it comes to a call in a college football game. Yeah, I mean, everybody's already made the joke by now. The Pac-12 has good officials, you know, so I mean, I think we all kind of had the same sort of group think there. Um, but yeah, you know, USC and UCLA, I guess, are bringing some friends along with them, whether they wanted to or not, and uh, they'll have a little taste of, of the type of officiating they've been used to. But yeah, I mean, that that's interesting that, you know, that's where the Big Ten chose to, to look, and they felt the, the need to replenish their ranks with some folks out west um you know i don't know how is the pac-12 pinched by the officiating crisis right now i mean i'm sure there's there's probably not you know too much of a shortage i wouldn't think for like high level college football officials because that's kind of like you know i guess there's the nfl and whatnot but that that seems like you that what you'd be gearing up for right if you're an official like not necessarily High school football, you eventually want to get to the college ranks probably, and so that, that'll be a great opportunity for somebody. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much the official shortage like pinches that or, or whatever, but, you know, good for, for those guys moving on. Um, that'll, that'll be interesting to see how they, uh, you know, how they replace them and then what kind of storylines that maybe that breeds depending on the officiating throughout this upcoming year. But, yeah, that Alan Patrick, uh, that onside kick uh, call between Oregon and, and Oklahoma, which was way back in 2006. I remember that clear as day. I've never been more pissed at an official's call in my entire life because it was so blatantly and egregiously dirty. I mean, it was – you couldn't I, – I couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, like, like it's one thing when there's like a pass interference, you're like, what are you talking – like there's things like that I totally understand how there's been plenty of moments for people to get up in arms. The Dez caught it. That whole scenario. This was an onside kick, a dude clearly recovering it, coming up with the ball, having the ball in his hand, putting the ball up like, I've got it. And then they still gave it to Oregon yeah. without any explanation. Without, without any like, way they could have seen that. There was yeah. no way to make that call without being glaringly corrupt. And sure enough, those officials got suspended after that game. Rightfully yep. so. They should have been fired because I, I'll never not be convinced they didn't have something riding on that game with how blatantly dirty that was. Uh, clearly, I still have feelings about it, uh, but that was—I mean, it was that bad, though. It really—I don't—I don't carry grudges. It was that bad, and I, I could not believe what I was watching that day. I, I, I knew this was going to get good when you you brought it up, and Craig immediately said the name of the player who recovered the ball. Yeah, because like, so it's every Oklahoma yeah. fan knows. Yeah, it's almost as tragic as when William Floyd of Florida State picked up a first down in the national championship game against Nebraska that led to a touchdown replay would have overruled it, but there was no replay, and so it's a first down. You move Te- on. Technology's I mean, overrated. Here's a quick note from Eric Mateo. Craig, I, I get it. I was, frist- I was frustrated myself. This is from Eric Mateo's Baylor offensive line coach. Now, remember, they might have two, three players that end up at NFL camps and maybe one, two, or three that are drafted this weekend. Finally, graded our spring game. I'm very proud of our offensive line boys. So much growth this semester, never flinched, head down, pounded the rock, became a real offensive line family that fights for each other. The tighter we are, the better we are. Here we come. I'm a lucky coach. And that's really good news. Again, that's the coach. He's part of that group. Uh, They need players to step up. And they had, of course, a couple of key transfers in the Barrington brothers from Brigham Young. When we come back, Trevin Ma'ai, he is going to be a part of the Baylor football program. They had Byron Vaughn's who transferred from Utah State to help with possible pressure and disruption on the edge. And now they get the defensive tackle inside to add to what they have and what they need. He's next, Trevin Mahai, next on 365 Sports.
Your springtime experience begins during the Jeep Celebration event. This month at Allen Samuels in Waco, say big and get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $5,500 on both two- and three-row options. Or if that isn't enough, get a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $5,000 in total values. Plus, first responders get an extra $500. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the new custom Jeep of your dreams at Allen Samuels in Waco. The future's bright, the time is now. College is what you make it. It's a late night pizza run and all-nighters coding a new project. It's having big dreams and making them a reality. It's a professor who knows your name and your story. It's preparation for your future, your calling, your life. And at Baylor, it's even more. Baylor, where lights shine bright. Aaron Duvall, owner, Texas Beef House. Aaron, it's premium grade East Texas beef, and you're located just outside of Tyler. No hormones, no antibiotics, no steroids, the kind of beef that people want. And then also your label is what catches people's attention as well. Yes, uh, we have an all-natural pasture-raised Wagyu beef. It's a USDA label. That means our cattle never spend any time in the feed yard. They go straight from the pasture to the day of harvest, and we oversee the whole process from the beginning of the genetic choices when we make these matings to the time the calves are born to the the feed choices all the way through uh, when the animals are harvested. So we oversee the whole thing as a family, and we just believe, you know, life's too short to eat average beef, so uh, we uh, offer people a chance to step up their game and uh, try uh, Wagyu beef at TexasBeefHouse.com. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas raised Wagyu. From our pasture to your plate, TexasBeefHouse.com. How did Edward Jones become one of the biggest financial service companies in the world? By not acting that way. Financial strategies, one-on-one advice, it's a big difference. And that's why Brad Wilson, your Edward Jones financial advisor, makes sense of investing. Experience the difference for yourself. Brad Wilson, 250 Sharon Drive in Woodway, 254-776-4337. Edward Jones, member SIPC. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Bellmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. Petty Clinic Men's Healthcare in Woodway is now proud to offer you men an exceptional weight management body sculpting product called Semaglutide, also known as Ozempic or Wegovy. Semaglutide is an FDA-approved weight management medication. Once-a-week injections of this powerful medication offers an average body fat weight loss of 20% within the first year of treatment. In addition to body sculpting, semaglutide also normalizes blood sugars and has the clinical research proof of reducing blood pressure, cholesterol, stroke, and heart attack risk. If you're like most men and you have stubborn fat that will just not respond to typical diets and exercise, then help is finally here. Semaglutide, affordable, highly effective. Google search Petty Clinic Waco and reach out to the Petty Clinic team today for a free consultation with Dr. Petty to see if semaglutide is right for you. Go to pettyclinicloT.com. 
This is 365 Sports. The 3 o'clock hour is sponsored by Waco Custom Marketplace. Meats, sweets, Texas treats, and a cut above the rest. 425 Lake Air Drive, Waco. Trevin Ma'ai from Oregon made the decision earlier today on social media that he's committed to play and transfer to Baylor, play for Dave Aranda, Matthew Pallage, and others on the staff. And he now joins us on 365 Sports with Paul Craig, and I'm David Smoke. Uh, Te- uh, Trevin, thanks for your time. Trev, as you, uh, you said, you like to be called. Appreciate your time. What was the decision-making once you entered the portal, and how did you come to eventually land or commit to Baylor? Well, uh, I had to start. Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on uh, on with you folks today. Really, the once I entered the portal, um, Coach Powell hit me up and uh, said they had a spot, and we just got to talking from there and uh, kept in contact with the coaches. Talked about getting a visit, and um, after the spring game, uh, my fiance and I we liked what we saw and. Uh, decided Baylor's the home for us. Did you miss playing for Coach Pallage? Oh, I did. Well, he was uh, with the safeties when I was at Oregon. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's the D coordinator now. And um, Coach Pallage is a great dude. Everybody um, on the Baylor staff, I just loved uh, being around them. Um, they're the type of people I want to be coached by and surround myself with. Trevin, did you know anybody else besides Coach Pallage? And uh, uh, if so, I mean, obviously you can expand on that. But if not, who were maybe a couple of the coaches or the couple of people you met uh, during your visit that uh, you're excited to get to know a little bit more? Um, so personally, no, not nobody other than uh, Coach Pallage. And then uh, I played against uh, Clark Barrington last mm-hmm. year when he was at BYU. So um, that was nice. And uh, really just the whole coaching staff has been great to me. And my fiance during this process, um, talking with Coach uh, Coach DJ, Coach Aranda, Coach Bell, um, everybody's been um, just showing a lot of love. Trev, they obviously have bodies, but they need more. I don't think you'd ever have enough players that are inside the physical and how many snaps. It's hard to play a bunch of snaps at that position. What were you told about the need and also your role? Uh, definitely. So. Uh, right now, they're looking at me to come in and play some nose um, and then just see where else I fit. Um, there, there's a need at D-line. Um, there's always a need everywhere at any place. Um, D-line's not an easy job to play and uh, it takes a lot of rotation and um, there's a lot that goes into it. So um, that's where they said I'll fit and I'm happy to be a part of the program and help anywhere, in any way I can. Can you describe to someone who's never done it what it is like to play an entire game on the D-line physically and that like you're trying to administer punishment for sure but just the collateral damage that 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 happens during a game sure I mean you know it's football as a whole is a rough sport um and that's that's the big reason why we love it um it's it's not uh for everyone but uh, definitely you know there's on average probably 60, 70 snaps in a game. And, um, you know, even after one series, it's tough. And as, as the game goes on, um, it's just picking apart uh, who can be the most consistent uh, amongst each other. 
between teams who can be the most consistent to execute technique and uh, line up correctly and uh, run the plays uh, as prescribed by the coaches. So uh, when you talk about playing the whole game, uh, it gets real tough. And so that's where uh, talking about rotating, getting people in, fresh legs, every series, you know, um, getting in different personnel groupings. So it's very important. Trevin, what would be sort of the scouting report on yourself for people who haven't watched you play before or don't or starting to learn about you now um, and excited? How would you kind of scout yourself if you if you had to do that? Uh, well, I would say my biggest strength is my, my high effort uh, running to the ball. That's, that's a premium for me uh, growing up. I always – being one of my, my strengths, running to the ball, and just the willingness to prepare and uh, with attention to detail for the plays, um, getting in the playbook, learning every facet of it, and um, being able to be uh, available and uh, dependable when, when called upon. So those are the biggest things for me personally, and uh, I take pride in playing the run, um, setting edges, uh, right now, I got to ask you this question, and your fiance, who is fantastic in giving me some information, how many and what is your order when you go to McDonald's? What is the normal Trev Maai order at Mickey D's? Okay, all right. So just between us and uh, whoever's listening on the talk show, uh, <laughs> and this isn't an everyday thing. It's what every so often, I would I do typically get uh, five McDoubles. Five McChickens, a uh, twenty-piece chicken nuggets, the fries, and, and a sweet tea. Do you so, do you get the basket of fries, or do you like? Uh, is that where you skimp? Uh, one or two large fries. You know, fries are fries, but uh, it's just there for after. I'm still hungry. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you got to hey, you got to be able to play that nose tackle, right? I mean, you got to keep yourself. In that nose tackle, wait, uh, how much does your Samoan heritage, how much pride do you take in the culture there? Uh, I take a lot of pride in my culture. Um, it's, a, it's a warrior. Uh, every All Polys come from a warrior ancestry. So uh, every time I step on the field, I take that with me, uh, knowing that um, this is this is what I'm meant for, uh, is to play football. And uh, I think of carrying my ancestors' uh with me into every game, every time I put on the helmet. So it means a lot to me. Trev, where in Hawaii are you from? So I'm, I'm originally from Kapolei, Hawaii. That's on Oahu. I'm, I'm getting my, I'm getting married there in six weeks. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting married in uh, less than eight weeks on uh, on Maui, so... Wow, you guys right should have, you, you guys should get together and have like a bachelor party <laughs> or something should. like that. We should, Trev. Uh, what is it about football that the Samoan culture really wrap their arms around? Uh, so, as Polynesians, uh, we're naturally big and uh, naturally athletic. So, it, it makes sense. You know, a lot of Polys typically play uh, line, D line, uh, linebacker. Um, fullback and um, and every other position too, really. But just us as big people, it's that I would say that's the biggest thing. And then coming from a uh, a culture with based on respect and uh, working hard, mm-hmm. and also having that warrior ancestry, uh, it just football is football and rugby. Those are the main uh, 
attractions for Polynesians, especially as a way out for uh, those who didn't have the best opportunities afforded to them um, or start out in the best circumstances and situations. Uh, being able to play football or um, any other sport really just helps to uh, better improve station in life. Right on. That makes a lot of sense. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Trevin, Dave Aranda, how much did you get to interact with him, and what were some of your impressions on uh, what interactions you did have with Baylor's head coach? Uh, first off, our interactions were great. Uh, coach Aranda and I talked. Uh, almost every day throughout the process, uh, spending time with him and uh, his family on our visit was was incredible. And um, he's definitely the type of guy I want to play for. And uh, his biggest thing for him, you know, is person over player, and that's where I want to grow not only as a football player but as a man and a, a future husband for my wife to be. And at some point, being a father, those are uh, that's what's important to me as I take this next step in my in my journey. So you entered the transfer portal and a lot of teams have offered you or did offer you before the commitment to Baylor. How quickly did someone contact you once your name was officially in the portal? Um, within, within minutes, hours, uh, I would say. And it, do, they, uh, do they just blow up your phone? How does that work? Yeah, it's like high school all over again, just uh, smashed into uh, one week. Uh, one or two weeks in the process. So uh, just text, calls, uh, and I'm not too big on social media, but um, the, the Twitter was, was blowing up uh, quite a bit too. And then um, just Baylor's, the whole coach, feeling the love from, I felt the love from the whole coaching staff uh, from Baylor. You know, they all just uh, had a, played a big role in, uh, in our decision coming uh, to be in Waco. Byron Vaughns, who came is was in town. He's a Utah State transfer who's coming in. I got a chance to visit with him. Did you get a chance to visit with him? And I can imagine your two personalities, if you did, had to be a lot of fun to be around. Oh, definitely, yeah. So uh, we were on the, the OV. We both took our OV uh, this past weekend for the for the game. So it was it was nice to get with him, and he already committed. Me and him got along real well and um it's awesome that we'll be together next year i know he'll be in a different room uh position room than i am but uh just the i was also my fiance and i were just impressed with the, the quality of people they they bring in uh coach Randa brings in to the program as far as coaching staff players uh just everybody around it so uh, it's, it's real big Trevin Maai is with us, uh, Oregon transfer defensive lineman who committed to Baylor, who's with us on 365 Sports. Uh, academics, sometimes there's so many ways of being pulled different directions as a student athlete. How much has that been ingrained in your system, and, and, and how are you doing with that? Oh, well, school's not a problem for me. Um, really, just uh, whatever needs to be taken care of, uh, I try to operate as a pro in everything I do, so... Uh, whether it's school, football, family, uh, anything off the field, it's it's just a, it's a non-negotiable. It's just got to be done. So you you mentioned Tiana, right? That's your fiance. Yes, it's actually pronounced Tiani. Tiani, okay. And the, the, she said that he's great at taking care of me and our dog. What kind of dog is it? 
she's a lab terrier. That's an interesting mix there. It is. Uh, she's about 50 pounds. She's very uh, lovable, intelligent, too smart for her own good. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, she's a how would you how you said too smart for her own good or his boy or girl? Uh girl, her name is Mocha. Mocha. Okay, where did that name come from? Uh cuz her uh she uh, I think she has part chocolate lab in her, so her coat, her fur is is like that. It just made sense. And uh I'm a big coffee drinker, so it, it, the the name and how she looks has uh just it just made made sense. That's awesome. Uh, Trevin, Trev, we appreciate it. Tiani, appreciate her, her feedback. Now, when will you go to McDonald's next? You know, I, I couldn't tell you right now. I did have some canes, but uh, I did have some canes lunch today. So um, it's, it's time to start eating right again. And who knows, maybe in a couple of weeks I'll end up at McDonald's. We'll see. Yeah, the off- the strength coach Vic Valoria is going to be on you about those McDonald's and and McDoubles and all that. He's going to take care of that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's important. Nutrition is important, and um, like I said, whatever needs to uh, needs to be handled uh, off the field uh, is non it's non negotiable. It's going to get handled. So um, we're good on that. So, are you going to have to go back to Oregon? Uh, move? How, how? What is your schedule to get here? I would think on campus by what? Early June. Um, so, I actually, I'm uh, still in school with. I'm still finishing up my spring semester at Oregon, um, and so I'm going to use this time while I'm uh, in school because I have all online classes. I'll be uh, making the transition and uh, moving in. Um, within the next couple of weeks, okay. and I'll be moved in uh, sometime around May. Hey, we appreciate it. Great personality. Congratulations. The Baylor fan base is obviously thrilled. I know the coaching staff has to be thrilled. Great to get to know you a little bit. We'll see you soon, and we'll start covering you. Trev Maai with us, Oregon defensive lineman, transfer to Baylor on 365 Sports. And again, thanks to Tiani for some of the information as well. Five McDoubles, five McChickens, 20-piece chicken nuggets, and fries. Two or three large fries, as they, I he, think he said. He said, if he's hungry at the end. So that means that he's been hungry at the end after 10 sandwiches and 20 nuggets. Yeah, and 20 chicken nuggets as well. Good personality. Like uh, like, and Listen, he's you know, been told he's incredibly strong. He'll hold up to a lot of what's going on, and as We've discussed Craig and Paul. Craig, the uh, the amount of snaps you can't you can't get too many at that position because you're taking a beating or delivering one on every snap. Yeah, um, that's a tough place to play, as you said. Uh, but that's why they, you know, looked to uh, look to Palage's, you know, background, and clearly he saw somebody just a year ago that uh, he liked and liked the way that he operated, and that came in handy when. You know, the transfer portal rolled back around uh, to be able to, you know, have a connection already established. Uh, do they get Trevin Maia if Matt Pallage isn't at Oregon last year? But probably not, right? So uh, good to have that connection and uh, good to have his addition. He does seem like he's a, a good guy and uh, will bring a lot to the table on and off the field as well. That's one heck of a McDonald's order. I was watching something is on the uh, – 
go off course with a little bit of wrestling here, but like Roman Reigns and the the Usos. For those that watch, uh, have a, a some I believe a Samoan background, and I know there there is a difference. You know, to be very clear, Tongan Samoan sure. all of that, but I believe that they also have a Samo very much a Samoan background, and mayonnaise is a, a big uh, ingredient in a lot of the meals. Mayonnaise is is how uh, they described how the family members are able to get like like barrel size. You know, is uh, is the uh, the mayonnaise uh, institution in their their culin- or in their uh, in their eating and their recipes and whatnot. So I think maybe that's the part of the secret ingredient. I know it's not a healthy ingredient, but I think that's part of it. Based on that video I watched a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure about if he has any on his uh, McDonald's order, but it doesn't sound like that's really doing much of a difference either way because I think that he's already pretty well lined up. But pack it on in, in a good way. And uh, get ready to play a lot of snaps, like you said, because, yeah, they, they definitely have a need, and, and they'll be leaning on him. One oh. thing we know is Jennifer yeah, is not Samoan. Well, yeah, that's also, true. Yeah. also may have nixed a Hawaiian honeymoon for Jennifer and <laughs> yeah. Daniel. No. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. just said they love mayonnaise. And they do. I was, like, I was there last year. There is. It was kind of surprising me because I didn't know, you know, the first time I'd been there. But you go and you look at a menu, and there's a lot of things that have it mixed in that you wouldn't have normally said. Mayonnaise? Like, yeah. yeah. So, You're yeah. like, oh, hey. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I like mayonnaise, but... I do, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I do on a sandwich, no doubt about it. Uh, Garrett Ross and Jack McKenzie's here. Emery Winter in our background, behind the scenes, but making us sound and look good, if that's possible. Craig and Paul, I'm David Smoke. When we come back again, thanks to Trevin for being a part of the show. So, Baylor probably has one more spot open. I think I saw... Where the cornerback position, we've discussed that, is probably one of a need. I just saw where a redshirt freshman corner at Oregon has entered the transfer portal. Not saying there's any connection there, but that's where Matthew Pallage, of course, was last year as a co-defensive coordinator. Well, um, based on my count, I think that cornerback might be, I mean, outside of special teams and even special teams, they brought in a kicker. So without going like, specifically punter, long snapper, kicker, whatever, but, like, they basically address every single position on the team other than cornerback. D. Lyman, in, in my – granted, there's different positions, but it sounds like he's going to play different positions. Um, but they also brought in Byron Vaughn as the D end. So there's an outside guy and an inside guy on the D line. They brought in two O-linemen. They brought in – uh, a running back. They brought in a, a, a corner in Isaiah Dunstan. So maybe actually they do already corner. I guess safety would be the one spot, like a specific spot really they didn't address. But kicker, tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, linebacker. I mean, they've hit everything other than a safety. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. Uh, or another corner, I could definitely see that as well for sure. Avante Dickerson is a defensive back from Omaha. Redshirt, I think sophomore is the one from Omaha Westside High School, who has entered the portal, according to James Crepia, uh, Crepia, who joined us, of course, a lot of times talking about the Oregon Ducks and also the Pac-12. And that could be he, me, me, could be headed to Nebraska. Or he could be going to Colorado. He could be, who knows, even on the radar of other schools. All right, we're, we're not done. We have a lot to get to today. Jalen McClendon, former Baylor and NC State quarterback, had a really nice finish to the uh, – the, uh, XFL football season for the Las Vegas Vipers going to join us in about an hour. We'll hear from an NFL draft analyst in John Cooper a day before the draft. Joey McGuire, J.J. Joe, John Machota, the top five and more. And this is 365 Sports. Petty Clinic Men's Healthcare in Woodway. 
now proud to offer men an exceptional weight management body sculpting product called semaglutide, also known as Ozempic and Wegovy. DNS FDA approved weight management medication. Once a week injections of the powerful medication offer an average body fat loss of about 20% within the first year of treatment. In addition, body sculpting, semaglutide also normalizes blood sugars and has clinical research proof of reducing stroke and heart attack risk. If you're like most men, you have stubborn fat that will just not respond to typical diets and possibly even exercise then help is finally here. Semaglutide, affordable, highly effective. Google search Petty Clinic Waco. Reach out to Dr. Kent Petty and his staff at PettyClinicLowT.com for a free consultation with Dr. Petty to see if semaglutide is right for you. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDI I see an equal housing lender. Dozens of 2023 Buicks are on the lot in price to move at Richard Carr Buick, a prestigious luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quiet escape and premium drive of a Buick SUV on a test drive today at Richard Carr. Right now, qualified buyers get a 2023 Buick Encore GX at 3.9% for 60 months, plus save 1,000 dealer discount or save 3,500 on a 2023 Buick Enclave Avenir in stock. See dealer for details. Count on us. Pizza, burgers, and Bears football. There's no place around Waco that serves them all other than Bubba's 33. Come show your green and gold and enjoy some of Waco's best food and beverages while watching your favorite team, the Bears. When real Bears fans get hungry, Bubba's 33 is the number one spot for ice-cold drinks, hand-stretched, stone-baked pizzas, and bacon-infused burgers. Join us for indoor or patio dining. Bubba's 33, Waco's restaurant and proud supporter of Baylor Bears football. Sick'em, Bears. At Ideal MRI, we feel blessed to be a part of the Waco community. We're a small family business right here in Central Texas, and our goal is to bring down the cost of health care while maintaining high quality. At times like this, the cost of health care has never been more important, and unfortunately, significant illnesses and injuries still occur. That's why Ideal MRI is open and here to serve you through the difficult time. We offer premium MRIs just like a hospital with state-of-the-art technology and specialists, but you'll pay less. Sometimes thousands of dollars less, whether you're using insurance or not. At Ideal MRI, we accept most insurance and there are no hidden costs. Even offering financing if that's needed, everything included in the price, and you'll not get something as a surprise in the mail later on. If you need an MRI, ask your doctor about Ideal MRI. They'll know. You can schedule an appointment safely from home online in minutes at IdealMRI.com or give us a call, 833-IDEAL-MRI, Ideal MRI.com. 
Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike. Whether it's knee or shoulder pain, a wrist injury, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics trust. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. Waco Regional Tennis and Fitness on Lakeshore Drive is premier elite life-changing experience where you can change your mind, body, and soul. Waco Regional Tennis and Fitness offers over 40 group exercise classes each week, including boot camp, indoor cycling, and more. If you haven't been there in quite some time, you're missing out on the improvements for our members. New flooring in the weight room and locker room, new paint and mirrors added in the weight room and group exercise room, with more new machines arriving over the next few months. New free weights, weight machines, TRX, rowing machines, stationary bikes, new treadmills, new elliptical machines on spacious weight room floor. Personal training with Christy London, Randall Corley, and Alex Botch, where you will be encouraged and motivated to grow. There's sauna, whirlpool, tanning bed, and kids club. The amenities are great. 16 tennis courts plus an 1,100-seat stadium court, eight pickleball courts, youth and adult tennis and pickleball lessons. Visit our website, wacotennis.com, or visit Waco Regional Tennis and Fitness on Lakeshore Drive in Waco. This is 365 Sports. Text us at 254-339-1122. The text line is sponsored by Riverbend Liquor and Wine with the most extensive variety of craft beer in Waco. A hidden gem on Lakeshore Drive and 19th Street. NFL Draft is tomorrow, so this is the eve of the draft. And I saw this. I thought this was interesting for us to kind of chew up a little bit, discuss. Here's the first tweet from Jay Glazer, Fox Sports. By the way, I also think teams are outsmarting themselves on B. John Robinson. He's top five on many boards, but they also have that. You don't take a running back high. B. Well, you you get great value, get value later. Uh, take if if he's top five, trust your board. Okay, so that's from Jay Glazer. I butchered up half of what he said, but the bottom line is trust your board, draft the talent. At running back or not, no matter what the thoughts are. Then, and then Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus, I don't think that's overthinking. It's just thinking about appropriately. He's better than other players in abstract terms, but how much better versus the value of others determines where you draft him. That's the calculation you need to make. And then finally, this from Honest NFL. It's not a coincidence that most efficient and explosive rushing teams manufacture the yardage in ways that are running back agnostic. Running back one, tenth overall, may increase that by a small margin. But wide receiver ten or tight end four in the third round would create even more space to exploit and blow the doors off. Yeah, maybe so. I think when it comes to a guy like Bijan Robinson who is head and shoulders above every other player in the class. And that's no knock to like Jameer Gibbs or Devin A. Chain, who are also good running backs and could have long NFL careers. Bijan's just a bit of a unique player. I do think, though, that the value conversation comes into what is the value right now? So for a team like the Cowboys, who that is a definite position of need in a in a time in the NFC that they haven't seen in a long time, where they've got the longest tenured quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is going like all these things. Tom Brady's not there anymore. There's all these great things going on in the NFC 
around the Cowboys that they need to capitalize on. So it would not be foolish of them to spend a first-round pick on a running back. Now, they're not going to be in the top 10. They're not going to trade into the top 10. But for them, it would make sense if, say, they were. Uh, it worked out for them. Look, even though Zeke you know, didn't pan out through parts of the second contract, drafting him when they did helped them turn into what they what they've become so it was worth it for them for the time that they did it he became not worth it in the last season and a half really so yeah I I agree with Jay Glazer's first thing it's like look it depends on who it's worth it to now is drafting Bijan Robinson worth it to a team like the Cardinals who are bad like by the time his contract's over are they going to be good enough to where it it really helps them? Probably not. Um, are the Texans, is it worth it to the Texans, even though they've got some running backs on their roster, to spend one of their high picks on B. John Robinson? No, probably not. But to other teams in other positions, like, for example, the Eagles are in the top 10. They're just playing in the Super Bowl. It may not be a bad idea for them to have a young player to keep to pair with uh, Jalen Hurts for the next couple of years that could really take them over the top. So that's where, to me, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have uh, a lot more insight than than what Paul said. Really, I mean, it's up to the up to the individual. I mean, really, how you want to view it. I mean, clearly, just that alone, three tweets. Everybody's got a slightly different or you know altering opinion. Um, so you know, I think if you polled everybody, you'd probably get a pretty distinct split of those who think that Bijan's a you know a different uh, maker and, and a different uh, type of player than just your average top 10 talented running back uh, and those who feel like Bijan or whoever is, you know, uh, it's not worth it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it depends a lot on the team that you have. It depends a lot on your picks. It depends a lot on a lot of different factors. It's not just so simple as is Bijan Robinson top 10 worthy or not. I mean, what's worthy mean? Is he top 10 worthy for your specific team or is he just top 10 worthy in general? Uh, we could, you know, run in circles arguing that, but that would be pointless. We'll see tomorrow night. Uh, that's what I look forward to is we'll see tomorrow night. I've heard enough about Bijan. I like Bijan. Bijan is a great dude based on my own experience, which is very limited, and based on the experience of others that I know and based on the experience of others that have a, a good amount of, of time around him. I've never heard a, a bad word about him. I wish him the best, and uh, I think he's going to be a great pro. But at this point, now I just want to see where he's going. <laughs> like now, yeah, yeah. I want to stop hearing about Philadelphia mock drafts and could the Cowboys get him. And like that's all been fun. I know we're going to speculate some more a little bit later on. But he in particular is like the the whatever I hit in the algorithm. I can't avoid speculation surrounding him for like the fourth week in a row now. So. I look forward to seeing the articles about like where he actually is, and and then we can go from there because isn't him going to the Eagles a lot different than him going to San Diego, to San Diego, or, or LA Chargers, or, excuse me, to, yeah, LA or to Houston? I mean, I know he's not going, but you know what I mean. Like, there's there's a difference in not all those teams are the exact same situations that are picking up near the, the the top part of the draft. So yeah, him going to Philadelphia is a bit different than him going to a bunch of those other teams in that same range. So, yeah, um, he'd be great for the Eagles. He'll be great for whoever. But I do think it depends on the, the situation of the team that, that we're talking about specifically, not just some generalized take. You know, I, I don't think that that's it. Well, no, and Philadelphia with that 10th pick, they didn't have to have a star running back. Sanders is good, but he's not a star. He's good, right? And they had Boston Scott, among others, uh, Gaith, Gain, Gainwell, Gaithwell, whatever. Gainwell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Juan M. on the McCaskill story in the transfer portal, wherever he goes, good luck. Whole situation reminds me of the De'Eric King situation when he, of course, went to Miami. 
Allen trained Derek. Uh, Derek was different. Alton is looking out for his family. Great kid. I'm not disappointed in him at all. I wish him the best in wherever he may go cheer. And that's kind of, I'll cheer for him. That's kind of what Dana Holgerson said, which I loved, again, the way he responded. Um, there was one comment about, oh, so if Colorado's involved, there's something up. Uh, Colorado would Man. be involved in every single player that enters the transfer portal because of the number of times they have to fill a roster. Um, that's the up. And, you know, was there any early conversation? Heck, Baylor just got the kid that played at Oregon with Matthew Pallage there. People are getting transfers all the time. You do wonder about some of the pre kind of conversations, if any, that might be going on before somebody does enter the transfer. Yeah, I mean, are we trying to pretend like there's not some type of tampering going on pretty much all over? So um, you're pointing to my comment, um, and I was just saying that, yeah, it's kind of funny that less than five minutes after that it's announced that he's going to the portal, you've got probably the most well-recognized sports writer in the country mentioning a specific school. And you can take that as because – they're the school that has a lot of open spots. And that that's the way you see it. That's fine. You could also take it as like, okay, well, is there a link there already? Is there something Bruce knows that we don't? You can take it that way too. That's fine. It does seem like a little suspicious that that's the school mentioned. But, again, that could be because of the numbers. But, man, those Dion defenders are out in full force, man. I wish Alton McCaskill the best of luck. But there's a lot of really sensitive folks that if you even make a comment about how the roster's coming together, it's like, oh, so you think that blah, blah, blah's not okay. And it's like – just talking like we would about it in general. If they said specifically, like, watch out for Texas and Steve Sarkeesian, I'd be like, why watch out for them specifically? What is the connection there? If it said specifically, watch out for Lincoln Riley and USC, I'd be like, why is that the one team being mentioned? But, yeah, Colorado makes sense because there's a lot of open spots. But, um, yeah, I, I'm with everybody else. I think he's a great player. I hope he can stay healthy coming off of that injury a year ago. And if Dion gets him, that'll be great. Uh, a, a great pickup for the Buffaloes. Uh, from Des Garrett, who's the one that said that. I'm not being sensitive. I I'm not throwing accusations out of my ass. Okay, Des. Uh, of course, they'd be involved. They don't have any players. To say if Colorado's involved, something up doesn't make sense. Bruce Feldman is one of the elite writers in college football who has sources in every program. That's what we said. We quoted Bruce Feldman. Des, I hope that you get who you need at Colorado. And I hope you understand we don't throw shit against the wall ever. This is 365 Sports. We'll hear from John Cooper, our lad's guide to the NFL draft. He is next. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Loop 340 east of 84 in Waco. They have cars, they have trucks, they have SUVs. It's the Jeep celebration event that's going on right now. And, and I'll get to some of that for you in a minute. This Ram Truck Month, which really, Ram Truck Month at Alan Samuels is constant because the Ram truck and all the awards and the honors they rack up with what they have, including this value right now at Allen Samuels. 2023 Ram, 1,500 crew cab loan stars, $4,250 in values, plus 4.9% financing for 72 months. There's the 2022 Ram, 1,500 crew cab loan star, 10% off MSRP, or take 1.9% for 72 months. On top of that, the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited, 5,500 in total values during the Jeep celebration event. They have cars, they have trucks, they have SUVs. They're looking for quality pre-owned cars. And maybe if you have that and you want to trade up, 
They're going to give you a better dollar for that than you're going to get many, pretty much everywhere else. Ted Teague, the general manager, AJ's great at helping you through the process of buying a vehicle. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, Loop 340, east of 84 in Waco. TFNB, your bank for life, is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Boots add protection. Good boots help you climb better and move forward faster. And when your son or daughter steps into the boots of a U.S. Army officer, they also learn how to lead. In these boots, they'll gain more confidence with expert training in one of more than 150 occupational specialties. In these boots, they'll stand a little taller and lead a team with diverse backgrounds and areas of expertise to successfully accomplish whatever challenge comes next. In these boots, they'll earn respect with valuable experience from day one that will give them solid footing for success into the future. Highly qualified candidates who earn a spot on our team can receive comprehensive health care coverage, college tuition assistance, and a bonus of up to $40,000. See all the things your son or daughter can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Let Camille Johnson Realtors guide you seamlessly through the process of buying your dream home or selling your current one. Commercial, farm and ranch, or residential, Camille Johnson Realtors can smoothly and successfully lead you through any transaction with a team of 28 experienced agents who are excited about serving you. Camille Johnson Realtors services the entire greater Waco area. If you're in the market to buy or sell, contact Camille Johnson Realtors, 104 Midway Center in Woodway, or find them online at www.camillejohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors, elegant, charming, warm. Welcome home. Riverbend Liquor and Wine, Lakeshore Drive, North 19th Street, right behind the bank, is a hidden gem in Waco. If you're a fan of bourbon, especially local Texas bourbons, that's where you gotta go. Balcones, TX, Devil's River, whatever it is, they've got it. Riverbend Liquor and Wine, plus the best selection of craft beers in Waco, seasonally churned out throughout the year. Whether it's spring, summer, fall, or winter, Riverbend Liquor and Wine, best selection of craft beers, a speedy drive through window, an excellent customer service. Find out more on Instagram or just go by and see them. Lakeshore Drive at North 19th Street behind the bank. Waco 
Ideal Custom Marketplace is your hometown grocery store with a full-service butcher shop and bakery. Hi, this is David Smoke. The butcher shop can take your customized orders for seafood, pork, and poultry and custom cut your favorite steaks from bacon-wrapped fillets to T-bone to bone and ribeyes. Cut specifically the way you want. They have Norwegian salmon fillets, catfish fillets, sliced ham or turkey and lunch meat, variety of cheese available, and several options of sausage links. Fresh chicken breast or whole chickens, sliced bacon, pork chops, ground beef, marinated beef and chicken fajitas, and always large briskets available, plus fresh vegetables. So the great product, customer service, and family tradition of the Bauer family continues at Waco Custom Marketplace, open Monday through Saturday. A full-service butcher shop and bakery available. Waco Custom Marketplace, 425 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or WacoCustomMarketplace.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. The 4 o'clock hour is sponsored by Boozer's Jewelers, the wedding ring store, specializing in custom jewelry and repair, all in-house. Now, here's David Smoke, Paul Catalina, and Craig Smoke. John Cooper has been our go-to when it comes to the NFL draft as an analyst. He's been with us, I think, the last five or six weeks, including today, the day before the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, John, how much of this Will Levis thing do you believe as far as him jumping up the charts and whatever was out there and the odds in Vegas, et cetera? Is that just the stuff that people throw against the wall and maybe even speculation started by teams that want others to fall? This is something new to me, to be honest with you. You know, that S2 cognition test, uh, you know, is uh, relatively new. I know the Wonderlick's been around for a while. And how much that's supposedly the driving force behind this is from what I'm hearing. You know, Stroud's dropping down to number four or five or whatever it is. And, you know, I can, I go back to what, you know, an old GM told me. He says, you know, listen to that stuff, but only believe about a third of it. And uh, so until I, it's kind of like I'm going to see it when I believe it. I, I wouldn't go that route. And I still see some issues in terms of mechanics. But, you know, if a quarterback coach thinks this guy's really got it, general manager and the scouts this guy can do it we can correct those flaws and his inconsistencies in college don't matter because he's got the talent that we can make something something out of and he does have a lot of talent for sure but uh, I just find it hard to believe he'd be the first guy but hey could happen John the uh, popular opinion out of Houston seems to be that at least at number two they're not going to draft a quarterback does that shock you that does surprise me, considering the situation they're in. But again, that could be smoke too, you know. Uh, and they, on the other hand, they might want to trade down and get some players because they could use some. John, how much does, if at all, the trade of Aaron Rodgers shake things up uh, in general for both teams involved, Packers and the Jets? Well, it helps the Packers, I think, because uh, they get. Um, so they move up a couple of places, and I don't know what they're looking for, but I, in the, I have an idea that they would really like to get an impact offensive player, a uh, receiver, tight end. Tight ends, they wouldn't have a problem getting where they were, but maybe there's a, they want that receiver from Ohio State, uh, Smith Nijba. And if that's the case, then I could, you know, that kind of you know, makes a little bit of sense, uh, you know, in terms of 
what they're going to get. They also picked up another second round pick and they, you know, they, they've got some positional needs that they'll be able to address with those two picks. So I think it helps the Packers. Uh, the Jets get Rodgers. That's the bottom line. They get Rodgers and they lose a good second round pick. So, you know, I don't know who the winner of that is. If Rodgers takes them to the promised land, it's a win for both. The uh, Tyree Wilson at Tech and then also Will Anderson from Alabama. Who do you like the best? Well, I like Will Anderson the best. Uh, I think he's uh, the most consistent player of the two. I mean, he's a different player. He's He's primarily on-the-edge guy, bend and squeeze to the quarterback, turns quickness into power. Uh, Wilson is more of a power player. Uh, He's got some work to do, I think, on technique. That doesn't mean he doesn't have quickness on the edge. He does. He's also got versatility to move around the defensive line. He plays a little three-technique in passing situations as well as uh, play on that edge. I mean, he fits a 4-3 really well uh, as a defensive end. Uh, you know, he's a solid a solid player, obviously. So there's a difference. You know, you're going to use Anderson primarily as an edge guy, period. John, could we see maybe six cornerbacks go in the first round when you talk about Christian Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks, Julius Brents? I'm, I'm leaving two out. Uh, the, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, maybe one more? Yeah, uh, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Cam Smith, even possibly, uh, you know, you can go all the way down to Kaylee Ringo, who uh, he was going into this season was considered to be the best cornerback coming out. And he's still the same guy. He just didn't play as well as, as, as expected. You know, he, there were some mistakes that he made. He was a little lazy, I think, in terms of uh, letting receivers get up on his toes. And he gave up a lot more play. I just say a lot more. He gave up more plays than you think. But uh, if you watch the TCU game at the very end there, uh, he did a great job on, on uh, Quentin Johnson. So he's an elite talent, and it wouldn't shock me if he went in the first round. Um, it's a good year for corners. Deontay Banks, I mean, there could be seven, you know, that have uh, first-round grades on them. John, what are the major differences that you see between B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs just in breaking down the different types of players they are? And and obviously those two have been kind of the talk of the running back town, but is there anybody that's that's close to that in your mind that we could see going relatively early? No, not really. I think, you know, Gibbs is a great player. Uh, you know, he's got good speed. Uh, you know, he does a lot of things well, you know, but, but – uh, you know, the, the guy we're talking about, Robinson, is, is what I would consider an elite running back. I mean, he's a, a guy that can do it all. He's got good hands. Uh, he's going to help you in the passing game. He's not just, uh, you know, a, a, a move-the-chains running back. He can hit home runs. I mean, look at his speed. Look at some of the runs he's made. Uh, you know, and Gibbs is a speed back, I think, primarily. That doesn't mean he's not a you know, a really, uh, you know, good running back, but I think there's a there's a little bit of a drop off between him and uh, and Robinson. Who is the player, John, that then fires up the rest of the first round? Because you know, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, whatever, and I know it might be the quarterback position, but is there a player, and could it be Bijan? Because there's thoughts he could go as high to Philly at ten, who knows, or all the way down towards the end of the first round. Who is the one guy that maybe just catapults the whole first round into chaos? <laughs> that would be, that's a great one. Uh, well, Bijan Robinson, if he went that high to a team that strictly looked at the talent level of the player and 
He wasn't necessarily best player available in a position of need. You know, that would change things a little bit. But, but either way, you know, if he goes at one of those spots, it's not going to cause a run on running backs. You know, I think the running backs are going to go where they're going to go. I think what you're looking at is a lot of people are looking at the offensive tackle position, the edge rusher position. I think once those guys start going off the board, I think you're going to see a run. I think all of those tackles, Karansky, Johnson, Jones, uh, Harrison, they all, especially the first three, in our mind anyway, I know Wright's getting some play right now, but uh, they're going to go pretty close as people start to see, I, I need that tackle. I need that really badly. I think the Bears are a key team there because, you know, when you get to the Bears, um, you know, they're, they're going to, they need the edge rush. They need the offensive linemen. And so they could start to run, so to speak, you know, on either one of those two positions. I bet you there's a ton of people in Chicago hoping for Peter Skronoski there. I mean, there, that's, that, there's no more Chicago thing than being a tackle for Northwestern and then going to the Bears. Well, you know, his grandpa was a former Packer tackle, you know, that's, oh. that's a little bit of a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is, yeah, he's a great player, and I, I know he's got to be on the Bears' radar. Um, you know, and that's kind of where we see that run starting. There's kind of a mini run on the corners. You know, we think that Witherspoon and Gonzalez are top ten corners, and, uh, you know, they may not both go in the top ten, but uh, we think we could see something like, three edge rushers going right in a row or three tackles going right in a row or both, you know, in those maybe nine to 14, you know, area, you know, then I think you're going to see one of those receivers is going to go up pretty high. You know, we think, uh, you know, the edge rushers obviously are, you know, is, is critical. And, you know, we have, we have actually seven guys that could have first round grades as edge rushers. So it's a, and maybe four or five tackles. So it's a, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. John, I guess when all is said and done, we'll know tomorrow night. But uh, Jalen Carter, I guess the incident that happened a couple months back didn't seem to have, I mean, outside of the initial reaction, too much of a of an effect on his draft stock, or did it? And was that just kind of one of those things that behind the scenes the teams worked at and just you know were able to to check off the boxes they needed to to, to make sure that there's nothing to worry about there? Well, you know, he's had enough visits and he's talked to enough people both at the combine and after the combine that I got to believe teams are pretty well sold on whether they're going to keep him on their board or not. And I think 90% of the teams would have him on their board still. So he's a talented player. He's got some maturity issues most likely um, that are going to have to be worked on. But there's an awful lot of guys his age that have that. So it's not like these NFL teams haven't dealt with that before. So, you know, I don't think it's going to affect his status that much. You know, he's not the number one player in the draft in our minds. But, uh, you know, he he's going to be in the top five five or six, we think. Do you feel like that Devin A-Chain, obviously there's going to be people who look at his size. He could also do something with special teams. He's dynamic. But he is a Saturday draft picker. Do you feel like that maybe by the end of the day on Friday he will be picked? Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 we've got him definitely as a, um, we got him as a fairly solid third round pick for us. So, so you know, he, we think he's he's got great speed. I mean, you can't teach that. That's one thing of all the things you can teach, you can't teach that. And he's got a burst. 
Uh, you know, and he can get in and out of traffic. You know, he can do a lot of, he's a good speed back. He's a change of pace back. He's going to make a nice back for somebody. And, uh, you know, we see him as an upper third round pick. John Cooper, our lads guide to the NFL draft with us on 365 Sports. The draft, of course, the first round is tomorrow in Kansas City. John, what do you think that the Seahawks will do with 5 and 20? I think we think that Jalen Carter will be their pick uh, at 5, simply because it's a need. He's too good to pass up. Uh, and I don't think there's another player, unless Will Anderson has fallen down there, that they would consider there. That's just our opinion. Um, you know, that's how we see it. You know, and then down there at 20, you know, they could use some big people. You know, so one of those offensive tackles, you know, could go there. They need a guard. Uh, Osiris Torrance, you know, could be a, a pick. That's who, you know, our mock draft that was done in March, we only do one. We don't love to do them. But uh, that's that's what the computer spit it out for us. So, but there's some solid, you know, football players that are going to be available there, whether they want to go with somebody, uh, you know, on the edge at that point, an offensive lineman, you know, uh, depends on uh, what they think is the best player available in a position of need. John, but, I, you know, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead sorry. No, I, I saw something that Quentin Johnston uh, at TCU is a local high school player here from Temple had a great year but that he was the biggest risk-reward wide receiver in the first day or second day. Do you believe that? No, I think he's going to be a really solid player. Uh, you know, I looked at all the stats and I looked at all the things that people are writing about him. You know, they're looking at an 11% drop rate, which isn't obscene. Uh, it's not great, but an awful lot of times targeted he was. So, you know, he's a very productive receiver. He's got great length. He's got speed, you know, and he runs good routes. Uh, the hands thing, yeah, there's some, uh, I guess you'd say, high-profile drops that he's had. And, and they talk about him being a body catcher. Well, sometimes if that, he's that tall, the ball gets to him, you know, about nose level, and you're that tall, you know, you're going to catch the ball a little closer to your body than you should. But I don't necessarily say he's a, a body catcher is one of the criticisms that I hear from the pundits. And I've watched him. Uh, I like him. Uh, I think he's a, he's a, got some correctable flaws uh, as far as receiver is concerned. From what, everything I've heard, he's a hard worker, mm -hmm. and you know he's, he's the kind of guy that is going to develop into a good receiver. I don't see him as a risk pick, you know, at all. But again, uh, my opinion is one opinion among many. So you just don't know until you get him in your room and start throwing balls to him. I know that uh, Bijan gets a lot of the attention because he's pretty much the number one running back, Gibbs, who Paul brought up at Alabama. But I like and always have liked the style of Roshan Johnson in the NFL, maybe even more so than college. Now, I don't know about his pure raw speed, but he's a banger. He's a physical player. And could he be one of those where somebody that's going to have running back by committee would be interested in him maybe earlier than we think? Uh, yeah, that's a a possibility we don't see him going you know terribly high but you know he's a power runner and you know you need that guy I mean you know the team that comes to mind for me is the Ravens with um, uh, you know the kid from Ohio State and um, uh, Gus Edwards Gus the bus um, that's a good combination of inside and outside heart and a hard runner that isn't you know completely you know devoid of ability to 
to uh, get out there around the edge and turn the corner. And, and I think, uh, you know, Johnson's shot is similar to that. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that he's not Carol. He's not slow, but he's not a burner. He's not necessarily a, a um, uh, agility and traffic guy. I mean, I think the 40 they had on him was in the four five. So he's not, he's not the burner, uh, you know, but he's a former quarterback. So he's got some agility um, and he's a power back. And he, he's uh, he's got a little bit of a burst to get around the corner. So, you know, he's not a bad player. I had one more question from the chat room about Case Keenum signing with the Texans. Obviously, Davis Mills right now is their quarterback. There's a really good chance it might end up being maybe C.J. Stroud, Levis, or Bryce Young, whatever happens there. Was he hired or hired? Was he signed to be more of a coach for whoever they get? Or was he, and he can obviously be a workman like veteran, a great guy to have on the depth chart, but will he be more of a coach, you think, for them? Well, the thing, you know, it's a new deal this year. You got to have three quarterbacks dressed for every game. So everybody's going to have to have a quarterback, a third quarterback. And you don't want a guy that's just a, a practice squad player to be that third guy. So, uh, and Case Keenum's really smart. So you could say that about him. He's got a great football IQ, he's been around for a while. I mean, you know, he's not the most gifted quarterback in the world, but he is a smart football player. And, yes, having a guy like that in your quarterback room is definitely going to help whoever they have it as a starting quarterback, whether it's Mills, fairly young guy, where they draft somebody. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have a, a quality player to go along with him. John, we can't thank you enough for all the knowledge you've dropped on us and with us and for our audience the last month and a half. We appreciate you. Hope Dan's doing better and better with our lads guy, Dan Shanka, who I've known for two decades. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. You're really good at what you do. John Cooper, our lads scouting service, and uh, Dan Shanka we've had on so many times. A guy named Jim Sabo back in the day. Really appreciate what they do. They're really a good site, great site for look, the NFL draft. And, they have mocks and all that, but they don't do it just based on just they, – they kind of say this is who fits more than what maybe others might say. It's you, a very f- refreshing type look at it. You, you know how hard it is to really like do a, a mock draft and like nail them all? Like Rick Goslin did one a few years ago where he got like half the picks right. And and, and if you ask Rick about that, he'd be like, I, I don't even – you know, yeah. like, and he did, he did as much work on it as anybody. Yeah, I missed you know? that. I missed that. It was in the morning news, and yeah. now he still does some of his own podcast. When we come back, Texas Tech football coach Joey McGuire, things have wrapped up for them with their spring drills and spring workouts and spring game. His thoughts about, you know, Tyree Wilson and all the attention he's getting, but also the Red Raiders off 8-5 and five and ended the season on a high. Next on 365 Sports. IdealMRI.com in the Central Texas Marketplace on the southern part of Waco off I-35 is a place that I've gotten to know pretty well. Not just because I endorse them, but because I have been there with MRIs on my shoulder, my lower back, and uh, my prostate, and, and then also on my other shoulder. It's a really great place. Uh, their technology, the MRI machine, is second to none. Uh, it's phenomenal. There's not a long waiting line. Uh, it doesn't mean you're just going to call one morning and get in by 10 o'clock that morning because they have people there all the time. But when you get there, there's maybe one or two people in the waiting room, and that's about it. And then someone will walk out after they have been had their MRI and their treatment, 
and then somebody else is in. It's not going to be 45 minutes to an hour of a wait. Dr. Rob Maxey and his staff have created an amazing place. $497 or less every single time. When I first heard that, I didn't believe it, but I've been a part of that. In fact, I paid $400 for my last MRI two or three weeks ago. They're in the Central Texas marketplace. They will find out what is bothering you. If your doctor wants an MRI, you tell them. IdealMRI.com. It takes time to reach goals. It's a truth that applies to more than sports. It goes for your financial goals as well. You work hard for your money and you deserve an investment strategy that lines up with your game plan. And Chuck Verno, your Edward Jones financial advisor, can help. If financial investments aren't putting forth the effort you desire, stop by today for a financial review. Chuck Verno, 720 North 64th Street in Waco, 254-732-1161. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Do you or your kids get nervous about going to the dentist? Stonewood Dental, Dr. Steve Childress, he can help. I've spent a career taking care of patients who, as children, had bad experiences, and now they're adults that hate going to the dentist. If I get a kid at three years old, and they come every six months, and it's a happy experience, it's normal for them. Now they have an accident at six or seven or eight at school. Now they have a broken tooth or a trauma, and they have to come here They're used to lights, they're used to water in their mouth, they're used to experience, they already trust us. It's amazing what we can do with that kid without it being a negative thing. But if I see a six or seven or eight year old that's never been to the dentist, and now they have a trauma or an unfortunate unexpected toothache, it's harder to do that for that kid and it not be somewhat of a negative experience. So bottom line is I try to teach kids and adults and teenagers their body the way I'd want my family treated, which is where it's a necessary part of life. You just take care of it. It doesn't have to be that big a deal. Learn more. Stonewood-Dental.com. There are 26 letters in the alphabet, over 600,000 words in the dictionary, and just three of them said together can change everything. Let's order pizza. Those three words lead to dough made from scratch and three fresh signature cheeses that blanket golden crust in a heavenly melt on Marco's Pizza that'll blow your mind. So visit Marco's.com to order and stop by Marco's Pizza in Bellmead, China Spring, Woodway, and in Robinson. Marco's. Pizza lovers get it. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Boozers is the wedding ring store and more. If you're ready to get engaged or already married and want to upgrade your wife's ring for a special anniversary, Boozers is the place to go. With the largest selection of premier quality diamond engagement rings and wedding rings in Central Texas. They have seven cases with over 300 styles of rings from top designers like Natalie Kay. Choose from yellow, white, or rose gold, plus beautiful top quality loose diamonds. With an in-house jewelry, they can also custom make anything you want. Bring in a picture or drawing and let 
Boozers create your one-of-a-kind pendant or ring. They can even use some of your old gold and diamond jewelry to create something new. At Boozers, you'll find a great selection of quality timepieces, and Boozers is the place for expert watch maintenance and repairs, too. They specialize in expert Rolex watch repair for fine jewelry, watches, custom work, and more. Go to Boozers on Valley Mills and Lake Air Drive in Waco. This is 365 Sports. Are you a Sikkim 365 super fan? Then try out our premium subscriptions at Sikkim365.com. Texas Tech football coach Joey McGuire joins us. Paul Catalina, Craig Smoke. I'm David Smoke on 365 Sports. Spring has wrapped up. Joey, thanks for your time. The transfer portal is still in effect until basically the end of the week. How much has that affected how you go about doing what you do with your roster? And thanks for your time, by the way. Uh, man, it's great to talk to you guys. I'm always happy to be on on with you. Um, yeah, you know it's different. I mean, um, you know, you're you're constantly looking at uh, guys, even if you're, you know, um, not going to add anybody, or, or or maybe you have a spot and you're deep at that spot. But I think you're constantly uh, looking at how to get your roster better. And then you're also, you know, I got a couple of guys that I think we're in great shape. We did our exit meetings on Monday and Tuesday and, and, uh, everybody's in good shape, but you always hold your breath too. Cause you never know, uh, in this day and age, who's going to try to talk to who and, and, um, you know, we all know it happens. And so kind of hold my breath right now until that window closes, but you know, I, I really feel good about our team and, and then we have a uh, couple spots we possibly to add some guys. Coach, how different is this post spring compared to last year as far as what you what you know as opposed to maybe in year one what you think you know? Yeah, you know, a lot different. I mean, it's funny. Uh, both the quarterbacks were like, Coach, this is the first time in college football that we've been in the same system for multiple, multiple years. And so um, you could tell a big difference there. Um, you know, we're able to do some different things to where our last, you know, probably two or three practices, we treated it like bowl practices to where we practiced all everybody at the start of practice. And then we sent the old guys in and really focused on getting as many reps as possible with the young guys, because we really are an older team, um, on both sides of the ball. We have 10 starters back on offense and, and, uh, eight starters that started in the bowl game. Um, and so we're able to get our young guys a lot of reps, so a lot different than last year. Coach, what would you say is sort of the theme uh, entering, you know, or exiting, I guess, spring ball, kind of entering these summer months? What's just kind of the theme around Texas Tech football right now, the mindset? You know, um, being the best version of ourselves, uh, being real honest with our guys of where we have to improve. Um, you know, we – I tell, I've told this from, you know, really whenever they started buying in, we have a really healthy locker room. We have a team that really cares about each other. Um, you know, they, they come to, to school and to work every day and, and they have a great attitude. Um, we have a lot of great things going on. And so it's really like, um, Hey, here's what we have to work on. And this is how you have to work on it. And, um, I also said, you know, you're going to get a little time off whenever finals are over. 
let's make sure when you leave here that you come back, you know, in the shape that we don't need, you know, uh, big guys, 10, 15, 20 pounds heavier. And, and then we also don't need guys, you know, that go home and lose a bunch of weight either. And so, you know, just making the main thing, the main thing and concentrating on what we need to do to get better. You told me one time that even with all of what you're trying to manage and juggle and and still learn as a head coach, even though you had the incredible run at Cedar Hill, but college football is so much different in a lot of ways, um, that you're always watching what others are doing. How much time do you have in a day? <laughs> I try to use every bit of it. Uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I, you know, Sean Bell is one of my favorite people in the entire world and a very good friend of mine, you know, uh, my, my Reagan's getting married on May 6th and he and Haley will be there. And, you know, I just see him a text. I watched, uh, West Virginia, BYU, TCU, Baylor, and we're not playing OU, but I put them on and, you know, that's what I've been doing today between exit meetings is kind of watching everybody's spring games and, um, you know, just shooting him a text, telling him to have fun on the road recruiting. And, you know, that I thought they looked really good. So, um, I'm always looking, always looking for things of how we can get better, what is good for our program, and and how I can grow as a head coach. Coach, what are your thoughts on the new rules? There's less time road on, on the road recruiting. The the clock rules are, are going to be different. You guys run at breakneck speed anyway, so you've kind of been preparing for this change for a while uh, as it stands. But uh, just from your perspective, what, what changes in uh, kind of daily life as a coach now that you're not recruiting on the road as much and, and now you have to prepare gains a little differently because the clock's going to move faster? Well, you know, that there was a couple of crazy rules out there, and I'm glad that they didn't pass as far as when we're talking about the game. You know, um, at least in the NFL, we have seen that game being played where, you know, the clock doesn't stop on first down. And, you know, it, I understand it because we're talking about in 2024 spending the playoffs, so their mindset is really not shortening the game, but shortening the amount of snaps and impacts these players are going to take throughout the season. So, Totally get that. Um, you know, whenever I looked at the – you could take as many official visits as you want. We're not going to change what we do. Um, we still – you're still only getting the same amount of visits whenever it comes to the college. Uh, the national average is three visits a player. So I I didn't understand that rule. But I am very frustrated with the, the shortening of the rule of the recruiting. You know, I think – you know, from 128 to 140, um, I, I hate losing those days. Um, really frustrating because I think it diminishes high school recruiting even more. Um, you know, and I, I called uh, different people on that, you know, that uh, football oversight committee and, uh, you know, just said what I thought. And, you know, we've got the Big 12 meetings coming up next week. And, you know, I'm going to ask about that stuff because, you know, I just, uh, there's the stuff that that they're justifying why doesn't make any sense to me. The two big reasons are quality of life, and there's so many other rules that you could change uh, that doesn't take away from recruiting. Uh, and then there's, you know, they talked about being on campus more. Well, our guys are in a discretionary weekend and going into finals and then going home. So I don't understand how we're around our players anymore during that time of year and that's when you're taking away our recruiting days so you know new rules you just got to adapt and find ways to be the best at it and hope that uh you know you can 
kind of change those back uh, if possible. But that was the one out of everything that, you know, I was, I, I was against. Coach, and in, in on the recruiting visits, is it, I guess, discretion? The, the school still has to have the same amount of visits, but the players can have unlimited. Am I reading that correctly? Or could you, if you wanted to, have 150 official visits hosted at Texas Tech? Can you clear that up? No, I still get the same amount, you know. Okay, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, you know, it's crazy. I, I've i got, uh, I, out of the guys that we're recruiting now, I think there's one guy that has five visits set up. You know, I think last year, my first, I had one guy that took all five. I mean, guys, I was a coach for 23 years, and I coached some pretty good dudes. I mean, some highly ranked, uh, recruited by everybody in the country, and I didn't have any kid take five visits. Hmm. Um, and if there would have been a six, I wouldn't have had anybody take kids take five visits. I mean, you get to a point to where, you know, you know where you're going and you get to a point also that, um, you know, that, that you get tired of it. You know, you get, you know, once you kind of realize, I mean, you, you get tired of the recruiting process. I mean, all the guys that I've been, you know, associated with. And so, I mean, I get it. I'm sure that that was really pushed by more of the student side and, you know, that's fine. I don't think it affects, things as much as what everybody um you know thinks it will there's other rules out there that were passed that definitely affect recruiting a lot more than those so i was looking at your schedule you guys open up on the road uh interesting trip to to wyoming and then you'll have oregon back a game that's already been pretty heavily talked about and that's going to be i would imagine a pretty crazy atmosphere but this is the changeover in the big 12 so for the first time in a while teams aren't playing everybody you don't play either one of the oklahoma schools or iowa state when you first got the schedule what was your kind of uh i guess routine and looking it over and just any thoughts on a little bit of a disruption and what has been the norm these last several years well you know i'm excited about the new uh you know the four new schools coming in i mean i was there in 21 whenever we played byu at home uh whenever i was at baylor and man that's going to be a great game i'm excited to go out there um you know, so the, the, the new guys coming in, I think it makes the conference even more competitive, you know, but it's also, um, I mean, it's kind of like whenever the uh, Southwest Conference kind of changed. You know, I mean, I, I hate that we're not playing Oklahoma State, you know, and, and I hate that we're not playing Oklahoma. I mean, you know, those are schools that, that you're used to playing, but at the end of the day, everything kind of changes, and this year will be kind of a, a weird year for everybody, and then it'll start getting a little bit normal. But who knows? We might expand too. Um, you know, I'm sure the ADs have a lot uh, better idea of what that looks like. Um, but you know, I, I do think you know college football is changing, and I think you know we'll have a new new Big Twelve because I do think it's a great conference. It's a very competitive conference in every sport, and you're talking about a lot of different time zones that your uh, the Big Twelve can be shown in and showcased in, and so excited about that. Coach, uh, one of those changes coming is the 12-team playoff uh, where now, um, you know, you can adapt to maybe some early season losses or even, uh, you know, ones that come late um, if you've rolled along the right way. How much does that change uh, how you can approach just building a program all together and and telling kids about their opportunity to to come to Texas Tech? Well, you know, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the opportunity. And I was excited that TCU got in the Final Four, um, you know, 
from the standpoint of, of, of showcasing the Big 12. And, and you know, uh, 2019 and 2021, we were right there at Baylor knocking on the door to be in that Final Four. And so I think it's going to help, uh, you know, to where um, you're going to have a Big 12 team for sure in the playoffs and possibly two, depending on, you know, how your year goes. And I, man, I think that's really, really good. I think it's really important. Um, because I think we do play really good football, and it's just going to uh, help grow the brand, uh, you know, of the Big 12 and, and really showcase a really good conference. How are those exit interviews for you? You, you know, you, you have so much energy, positivity, but there's also truth serum about what players need to do and, and, and how much they need to work on. And, and then again, you give them an idea of what's next. How that's what eighty five, a hundred and five. How many of those do you do, and how how do those go? Yeah, you know there there's some really, uh, you know you you try to you don't even try. You're just as truthful um, the way you see it, uh, and and there's a lot of great things that come in there where guys have grown, you know, over this semester and that you know where they're heading. There's a lot of that. And then there's also a lot of, you know, where do you see yourself? And is that unrealistic or is that, you know, are you working towards that? And so there's some tough, really tough conversations, but you have to have them, you know, because at the end of the day, I had a parent years and years ago tell me, you know, like, at least I get to process what the truth is and I get to decide if I'm okay with that or not whether it's staying at the time at Cedar Hill or not. And, you know, and so um, they're tough. There's some that are really tough conversations. uh, But, I, you know, if you're having them throughout the year and you're having, you know, coming back from the bowl game and, hey, this is where you have to get better um, and and just continuing, then nothing's a shock. You know, that's the one thing that I really believe. Nobody came into my office and was in a shock good or bad, um, you know, critical, positive. There wasn't a shot because they, you know, we, we try to continue to, again, try to get 1% better. Uh, try, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard it from Matt and Dave. That's what they talked about, you know, uh, being the best version of yourselves. I know y'all, you know, you hear that a lot. And, and so to do that, you got to be talking about it all the time and what you have to work on and, and so I don't think anybody was shocked, but some they're uncomfortable sometimes, you know, they're uh, as far as, you know, exactly where these guys are. Do you think it changes how you speak to them at all? You still have to be you and they have to be who they are because of the transfer portal being so volatile? Now, whenever it comes to coaching, you know, I, I think, number one, if you are um, really in it for them, and we are, and, and we're talking about the total person. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great things. We had our highest GPA ever in Texas Tech uh, football the fall semester during football. And so whenever you're, like, constantly trying to make them who they're trying to become as a man, then, you know, I think those conversations, they understand. And then, you know, we've had some guys that, I thought might get in and didn't, and and they understand where the direction we're going. And we've had some guys get in, and and you know I totally understand it. You know, I, you just gotta you gotta know this is the day and age. This is the nature of the beast, and and uh, 
you know, I'm still going to care and love about our kid, our kids. And so I think that at the end of the day is going to help us whenever it comes down to, you know, who's talking to them and stuff like that, because it's usually not the player. It's usually the outside voices. Mm-hmm. It's usually, you know, whether it's a, uh, an agent, whether it's a, a coach at a, a different place or even their parents or their high school coach, you know, it's usually the outside voices. The players, unless they're, you know, almost living on a different planet, they understand the reality and what they have to do to work to get better. Coach, uh, it is a different world because of NIL stuff like that, but I know that there are parts of, of when you're talking to a recruit that largely remain the same, you know, your results and your success and your vision and and, and, you know, things like that. And also, you know, uh, putting guys into the pros. And I can't even imagine, I don't even know if you could quantify how much having a guy like Patrick Mahomes means to your football program to be able to point towards to. But tomorrow night, you're going to have another very high-profile guy uh, entering the league in Tyree Wilson at some point pretty early on. Um, in this day and age, how much does having, being able to point to a Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that's just, that's that's one-on-one right there. But to have a Tyree Wilson go in and to have that NFL-proven kind of star power, how much does that matter uh, for a college football program? I think it's huge. You know, it's it's going to be incredible. I'm flying out there tomorrow and and uh, get to be a part of it. And, and you can't thank Tyree enough to, for inviting me and, and uh, you know, really excited um, and I think it's really big because those guys, you know, I don't know if there's a guy out there that flies uh, the college flag and uh, 100% Texas Tech college flag more than Patrick Mahomes. He's really proud of where he comes from. And, you know, Tyree's that guy, too. He's really, really proud of where he com- comes from. And he's been a huge help whenever it comes to, um, you know, he was a great host when we recruited guys. Uh, one of our starting outside linebackers, Miles Cole, you know, he transferred in. Uh, Tyree was his host, and I thought he did a good job painting a picture of who he could be. And, and you know, now we're seeing the success Tyree had. You know, I, I go back, I always talk to you guys about two guys because you are so familiar with them, with Matt and Dave. But the thing about Coach Roll I'll never forget is he would always – it's been just beat in my head – that, that player is supposed to play the best football under you. And that was what was so great with Tyree. He had his best year. He played his best football. And, um, you know, he gives a lot of credit to our strength staff and you know, our nutrition staff and especially DeRuder and CJIU, his position coach. And um, can't thank him enough, you know, for what he's done and what he's going to do for Texas Tech. Uh, Joe, if you don't mind, we always appreciate your time to have one of the uh, Division One coaches on with us. We're lucky to get a handful, including you. Uh, the stadium renovations, I've seen pictures and growth and the arms race of college athletics, what you're doing. I know I've seen cranes on the Baylor campus in Oklahoma State. They did not have a spring game so they could get right to the work at T. Boone's Pickens and all these places that are going up. Your thoughts as you marvel at what you see out your window or whenever you're walking around campus? Man, I, I'm so excited because, you know, one, the south end zone needed it. Uh, we needed it really bad for a lot of reasons. But now we're going to turn around and have one of the best facilities in the country. And then the Womble football facility um, is going to be – every inch of it is going to be uh, how to make these guys better in every part of their lives. So – Man, I, I'm so excited, you know, and, and I do. I follow everything, 
uh, usually, I mean, I get on there with you guys and see the videos of uh, different things. You know, Grayson being at practice and seeing the facilities going up in Waco. And I was there whenever, you know, it really got proposed. And so I think it's going to be awesome because I think it's great for the student athlete. It's great for the fans. Um, man, our stadium, it's it, just the game day atmosphere is already crazy, but you're fixed to have a new sound system, three new scoreboards. Uh, of the south end zones, uh, probably three stories taller than what it was. So it's going to be so much louder. And then it's going to be beautiful. So whenever you see it on TV, a lot of people are going to be going, what the heck's going on in Lubbock, Texas? And so I, I'm really excited about it. Joey, thank you very much. I hope they'll be able to – we'll see you at Big 12 Media Days. And if you don't come over to us, we're going to come over to you. We'll see you then, right? No, you, you don't have to worry about that. You know, you, I'm going to have to give you all uh, – every one of you going to get big hugs, man. You know how much I – appreciate y'all and i'm huge fans man i still follow everything you guys do and and uh you know rooting for you guys because you are the best man you treated me so great shoot man love you guys to death man i i can't thank you enough for having me on we appreciate it we didn't even get to really a lot of football your defense played well in the game right the spring game they kind of with all the plays players you have back on offense the defense played well yeah they did now the one thing i that DeRuiter and everybody would say Zach, Zach didn't tempo anybody, and you know that's kind of <laughs> yeah. one thing that we really do. You know, and if you go back to, to what Coach Browles did, did with his tempo, you know, it, it helps defenses out a lot whenever you're not doing that. So, uh, but I was really proud of the defense because you know we have we held a good number of defensive guys out just because they played so many reps and. Um, and so we, we wanted to get a bunch of our young guys reps. And so it was really good to see those guys respond. Good luck with the wedding. Thank you very much. Garrett's having a great time in Lincoln, and you're having a great time in Lubbock. We appreciate your time, Joey. Thank you, guys. Appreciate That's y'all. Joey McGuire, Texas Tech football coach with us on 365 Sports. Jalen McClendon uh, from the Los Angeles Vipers is going to join us here in Las just Vegas. a second. Huh? Are they Vegas? What did I say? Angeles. Oh, yes, Los Vegas Vipers, who had a really nice ending to the year. Let's just stay here because he's going to call yeah. in at, at any time. And it sounds like uh, 10 starters back on offense that got to be really, really good and was at times fantastic despite the quarterback transition. Tyler Shuck at the end was fantastic. Uh, and, uh, like, it sounds great. Things are great in Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have talked – more specific football, but it's also spring, and I'm not sure how much he's going to divulge, you know, necessarily, you know, specifically, but I think we did get a good chunk of football, uh, you know, even though we, we did talk about a lot of other things, but I think that's just speaking to the excitement around the program right now. I mean, they've got uh, a first-round NFL draft pick getting his name called tomorrow, new facilities, winning season, bowl win, uh, great recruiting. Um yeah, I mean, there's just a, a lot to talk about right now that's all positive with that program, and, and we all know that there's only, you know, the same if not higher expectations heading into the next year with the amount of starters that he has returning, as he pointed out. I mean, they're they're not just uh, being talked about for, for no reason. I mean, they're being talked about next year because of the job he did in year one, the job his staff did, and um, the recruiting job and and obviously the number of players coming back so they're they're going to be legit and uh, excited to see what they can do with with all that but uh, yeah it's always great to hear from coach McGuire I mean, you can see how um, 
how easy it, it it is to uh to have fun with him at the helm of a program and to 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 play for him I would imagine as well. So yeah, always great to talk to Joey and cool to get his insight on just so many different positive things going on for uh, Texas Tech. And he will be in Kansas City for that draft tomorrow with Tyree Wilson. Emery, I'm I'm dead serious here. Will you go out front and let me know if you hear any sirens? I'm being told in the chat room that there's a tornado warning now. Uh, in Waco, some said tornado watch, but there's a tornado warning, and I know we have Jalen McClendon on to see if there's anything uh, that might be sirens or whatever in the area. I'm not joking. Yeah. No. Uh, we're now joined by Jalen McClendon, former Baylor and NC State quarterback, now with the Las Vegas Vipers. And great to have you on, Jalen. It's been a while since we spoke with you when you were at Baylor. But, man, you ended the season strong. What were your thoughts about how everything ended that year? Uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't end the season uh, ultimately how we wanted to. Uh, we thought we were uh, had better talent than what our record shows, but um, it is what it is at this point. But uh, we we just, like from a team standpoint, we just wanted to end the season strong, and uh, even with that last game, uh, that's kind of been uh, indicative of what our season has been this whole year. But. Uh, other than that, I thought I thought uh, we did finish the last uh, four games strong. Even though our obviously the the scoreboard doesn't support that, but uh, we said as, as uh, we played as a different team uh, the latter part of the season. And you had that opportunity late in the year. How much did that help? Not maybe team wise the way you wanted to end, but what you were able to do and the success you had. Um, I think it, I think it was really just. Uh, Really credit to the rest of the team. Um, they really just welcomed me with open arms, and uh, I thought everybody just played their hearts out. And for me, it was pretty simple to just come in and make sure I uh, did my job, and I know they would take care of the rest. Jalen, what what's this journey been like for you? From you know transferring in college to uh, you know fighting through the professional ranks and now being in the XFL. It's I know it's not easy, but uh, but you've kept your head up the whole time. Um, I I don't think it's been it's been tough for sure, but uh, I think it's more credit to my faith, uh, knowing that everything worked together for the good. So. Um, I just kept that in the back of my head and really uh, kept it deep in my heart. So uh, just having faith in that and knowing that, just knowing that. Um, so that's pretty. That's what's kept me uh, encouraged and, uh, I guess, keeping the fight. Jalen, what's the, uh, I guess, experience been like as far as just the XFL being back, you know, after the uh, the relaunch with The Rock taking over and all of that? Just how do you feel like the league's – done uh in your experience and, and how do you feel like the uh the future is uh i thought the league has done really well um i thought it's done better than uh the uh xfl 2.0 uh as far as like ratings and like uh numbers and all of that i thought i thought it's done really well you know Jalen, you were in a position where you were not playing and then all of a sudden the head coach wants to see you get some playing time and then you ran with it. Uh, I was told that when your coach was approached about trading one of the players for Las Vegas, that you were not going to be one of those who was traded. What did that mean to you? Uh, I, I actually didn't know that uh, 
until you just said it really. Uh, so for him to say that, that's definitely uh, flattering. But, uh, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I think it's just um, – and I would tell him that too. Uh, I think it's just a credit to, like, my work ethic and what I've, what I've shown um, all the way up until I played. Uh, and him just having the uh, confidence in me. So uh, I definitely uh, I appreciate uh, him saying that. Are you having fun with yeah. all this right now? Oh, I, yeah, for sure, absolutely. It ain't, it ain't nothing, it's nothing like playing. Like, it's nothing like uh, being out there on the field and, and playing. So uh, that's, that's definitely the, the best part of it all. Jalen, you came to Baylor from North Carolina State, and, and obviously you got a shot to play and did. Uh, and, and then, you know, the transfer portal then was not even named the transfer portal. It was just that you transferred and whatever went with that grad transfer, you got to play right away. Have you paid attention to how things have changed so much in college athletics with that? Um, yeah, because uh, I deal with a lot of uh, younger um, athletes, uh, like that's in high school, and I still keep in contact with a few kids in high school, or not in high school, in uh, college right now. So uh, just, like, talking with them about, like, their different NIL deals and, like, what they got going on. And, uh, like, as far from a high school standpoint, um, how to manage, like, getting NIL offers, like, dealing with uh, kids that are in the transfer portal and not being able to go to school. But, like, just, just that whole process. Um, it's definitely uh, it's a whole other world now, but um, I'm, I'm probably I'm thankful I didn't have to go through it. It's, it's too much to deal with in my in my end, but uh, I think it, it's it's just a whole it's a whole different world now. Hopefully, it gets under control because uh, if it keeps going how it is, it'll definitely it'll definitely get out of hand quick. Yeah, we, we've heard the way, not from everybody, but you almost hear the fact there's chaos or whatever. What was your time at Baylor? What did it mean to you overall and your growth as a player and a, and a person? Uh, it, it's definitely, it's a, it's, uh, even though it's short-lived, it's a, it's a year that I'll never forget. Um, like, as a, as a man, as a, as a Christian, as a player, like, it, it all, it definitely uh, shaped me to, to be who I am right now, so it's the most most definitely unforgettable experience. I have the name your name up on Google, and Vipers quarterback on the rise. Uh, change at quarterback pays off with the Vipers. Jalen McClendon is a baller. Jalen McClendon shines in XFL debut, and I know that you know how well you played, and I know that the wins and losses weren't what you wanted, but this kind of came fast for you at the end. What was that like? Um, to me, it really didn't. It really didn't come fast. Uh, like I knew, I knew I was going to play at some point in the year, no matter if it was the last game or the first game. I knew, I knew I was going to play at some point. Um, it was for me. It was just making sure I stayed prepared for the moment. Um, making sure I did everything I needed to do and just took care of my business on my end. And I knew playing was going to take care of itself. Is playing quarterback in the XFL any different than playing big time college football or at any level? Nah, I, to me, I try to keep it as a, a as a kid's game. It's just grown me playing it now, but um, it's still at the end of the day, it's still football. But uh, that is definitely uh, like uh, quicker than uh, college. But I try to slow it down and make it uh, make it as simple as possible. 
So what's next for you? What happens now? Uh, hopefully um, a camp invite, but if not, um, then it'll be uh, coming back again next year. Jalen, thank you, man. It's great. We appreciate Sage Salmons for helping set this up and getting you on. Way to finish what you started, and, and good luck this offseason with whatever opportunities you might have, and we'll be following you along the way, and we appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you all. You too. Jalen McClendon, NC State Baylor, uh, and now a part of the Las Vegas Vipers quarterback who had a nice run. They finished 2-8, and eight, but he had a, a really good opportunity at the end, and he took advantage of it. He, was, uh, he came to Baylor to compete for the starting quarterback job from NC State, and he only, I think, started the one game against Oklahoma State that year. And Charlie Brewer, of course, entrenched as a quarterback with Baylor. Uh, 5.04 is the time. Around the corner, J.J. Joe, Baylor radio color analyst, former Baylor quarterback. His thoughts about what he saw from that play position, excuse me, during the spring game. And this is 365 Sports. Riverbend Liquor and Wine, Lakeshore Drive and North 19th Street, a hidden gem in Waco. You cannot beat it when you are looking for the best in craft uh, whiskeys, local craft whiskeys like TX, Devil's River, Garrison Brothers. Had some TX uh, a couple weeks ago, and that's some good stuff. Everything they have there is fantastic at Riverbend Liquor and Wine. Best selection of craft beers uh, and uh, fantastic uh, customer service. Like I said, a speedy drive through window. Uh, everything's wonderful uh, there. I love going there and just looking at the different selections they have. Craft beers, look, uh, we are... Almost in May, so I would say that, you know, if there's spring and summer brews, those are, are now in their rotation as far as the craft beer goes. So if there's something you'd like to try, I bet you they've got it. They're at Riverbend Liquor and Wine. They're available on DoorDash, and they always have great promotions going, uh, and you see when they add new brands and everything on their Instagram account. Riverbend Liquor and Wine, Lakeshore Drive and North 19th Street, behind the bank. We've received nominations from Central Texas High School counselors for the 13th annual Academic All-Stars team. The selection process underway to find the elite student-athletes. Hi, this is David Smoke. Nominations include student-athletes who thrive and succeed in both academic and athletic competition. We'll select a 20-member team this month and announce the Academic All-Stars team on Monday, May 1st. The 2022-23 Academic All-Star team is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, Westdale Asset Management, Southwest Sports Medicine, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, HEB, Ray Broker AC, Alliance Bank, The McLean Group, Universal Windows Direct, Hal Whitaker and Louis Englander Scholarship Fund, the U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Center, IdealMRI.com, Bubba's 33, The Baylor Club, and our 501c3, The Waco Foundation. We'll honor the 13th annual Academic All-Stars team at our annual banquet Wednesday, May 17th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. We're proud to recognize the elite student-athletes in Greater Central Texas and be involved with this program. It's the 13th annual Academic All-Stars team right here on 365 Sports. 
It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco, and the deals couldn't be any hotter. Get a new 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $4,250 plus 4.9% for 72 months. Or get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with 1.9% for 72 months or 10% off MSRP. That's right. Come pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels in Waco while supplies last. Hey, this is Bryce Petty, former starting quarterback and two-time Big 12 champion. And I know firsthand the importance of being in top shape both on and off the field. So listen up, men. If you're feeling beat down day in and day out and looking for that high-performance edge that separates the men from the boys, then look no further than the Petty Clinic Low T in Waco. Petty Clinic is a comprehensive men's health care clinic with an atmosphere catering to men. Board-certified Dr. Kent Petty has a special interest in offering the highest quality medical care to men of all ages. Some of the services offered include screening and treatment for low testosterone or thyroid, infertility, high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, sleep apnea, while offering comprehensive wellness exams and complete men's health lab panels. High-performance men, remember, it's not just a petty thing. This is Bryce Petty encouraging you to reach out and Google search Petty Clinic Low T or go to PettyClinicLowT.com and get your complimentary lab screening today. Stepping into a new pair of boots is great, but stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can also add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. There are more than 150 occupational specialties to help them find the best fit for their future. See all the things your son or daughter can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. Three Nations Brewing Company has 16 different beers on draft with a new beer every Friday. It also offers two air-conditioned tap rooms, a large indoor beer hall, a second-floor mezzanine offering a great overview of the brewing company and equipment and patio where you can relax under the shade. Plus, you can now experience the new Three Nations Beer Garden Grill on our shaded patio. Grab a cold beer and enjoy a bite from our freshly prepared and delicious menu. Street tacos, quesadillas, freshly cooked burgers and dogs, and veggie burgers too. Nachos and so much more all prepared and cooked on site. So come visit the award-winning Three Nations Brewing Company on East Vandergrip off I-35 in Carrollton. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can also help you find a metal building contractor for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneersboys.com. This is 365 Sports. Want more updates during the day? Follow 365 Sports YT on Twitter. Here we go, this 5 o'clock hour. And again, thanks to all of you that are trying to keep us up to date on some of the weather. There's some pretty nasty stuff around the Waco area. We appreciate that. And it's not going to get any better. Paxton just sent me a tornado uh, I mean, an a, a image for later on tonight. It's going to just get worse. J.J. Joe, Baylor radio color analyst, former Baylor quarterback with us 
on 365 Sports with Paul Craig, and I'm David Smoke. So, J.J., obviously, Dave Aranda, after the spring game, mentioned it seemed like that they're going to make a decision like they did a year ago with who is quarterback or QB1. What were your thoughts of what you saw with the play of Sawyer Robertson and also the, uh, I guess you could say, in charge at this time, Blake Shapin? Hey, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. It was, it was a great spring game, I thought. I really liked the – I'm not crazy about the offense versus defense smoke, but I, I, I can digest it. But anyway, I think on the quarterbacks, I, you know, I was surprised that he felt like he wanted to go ahead and name one. But you know how Coach Randy is. He swims upstream. But I thought <laughs> both guys played real well. Uh, that's the really first time I've gotten a really long look at Osawyer. And I, I, I liked what I saw, right? Uh, you know, now I will say this, you know, starting out the game, I think the way they had it set up, I think it would look like more of a 1v1, 2v2 kind of deal initially. Uh, and so it looked like early when he got going a little bit, maybe he maybe he was going against, you know, what I would call sometimes the twos. But, but nevertheless, he looked really good. I liked his, I liked his poise. Uh, I did like his, uh, his, his accuracy. He seemed to really put the ball wherever he wanted to put it. I uh, had one drop on a slam that I thought would be a touchdown. Uh, but but nevertheless, played well. I really – I thought Blake was in command. Uh, a few of the things, you know, with Blake, I thought that late in the scrimmage, um, you know, I want to continue to see improvement. It just – you can tell sometimes with his feet, the old baseball player pops his head back up. So, I like to see what he's going to do in the summer with his quarterback coach and go from there. But I thought they both did well, and, and uh, we'll see who coach names. Has he named anybody? No, not yet that we know of. Well, I would anticipate that, you know, Blake would be named the starter. I mean, I, I heard that he really looked well throughout spring, uh, played well, really, really took on a leadership role. I heard Sawyer, though, came in and as a natural leader himself. So uh, my, my gut would tell me, although it's hard to have a gut with Coach Aranda, is that Blake would go in, go in the fall um, as, as the number one guy. And But that doesn't mean the competition stops. you got to come back in the summer and, you know, pick up where you left off. JJ, what did you think about the defense? It looks like they're a little bit behind the offense at this point. I know, again, hard to tell in that format, but but even still that they, they don't really have playmakers right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that defensively, you know, of course, you know, when you lose, you know, what they lost up front, you know, you lose those guys, uh, Puika, you lose Cole Maxwell, you lose uh, Dylan Doyle, uh, you lose Christian Morgan. Uh, we know we had a couple of transfer in there as well. I think we, I forget which one of our safeties, but but nevertheless, and then you lose corners. I mean, you, you're just going to take a step back. I liked what I saw today. I saw that the young man, I think I can say, from Oregon, uh, uh, committed to transfer. So so that's in a spot that I thought we would probably need a body or two up front. Uh, but I, I think they'll get there. I, I liked what I saw from Powell's defense. Uh, I did like to see. I mean, they play corners, but I liked the way the corners play. Uh, the corners, you know, at least at the snap, pressed a little bit more to take away the easy stuff. Uh, I think they'll get there. They have enough bodies and enough talent uh, to get. I like Mike Smith and Mike. I mean, he was he was all over the place, and it was another young man. Is it the Desoto? I'm trying to get the. He played Mike too. Uh, I believe he's from Desoto. Somebody pull that name for me. Um, uh, but he played really well in. I think as a reserve role there. At that, I think that was the Mike linebacker, Will linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. JJ, uh, 
looking at some of the the strengths this team possibly has, how much do you think Dominic Richardson has to that running back room, and then also the the true freshman in Bryson Washington? I mean, seems like he's going to play. Uh, we know Richardson's going to play, and you add those two to to what you hope is an improved and a strengthened Quaylen Jones and and Richard Reese. Um, not a lot to dislike really about that room. What are your thoughts? Hey, I like it. You know, last last year we kind of got concerned. You know, we had Quaylen in there, but when we had the squirrel and and, and, and along with Reese, we were kind of concerned. Like, did they wait two fifty together? We started wondering, right? <laughs> but uh, but 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 both of I really I'm excited to see uh, a Reese next year. Quaylen Jones, I think, uh, you know, with the way he runs, he improved a lot. He catches the ball in the backfield. Strong runner. He's good. I really like him. And I really like what I saw with Dominic Richardson. I mean, he has a natural, a really good natural body lean. He seems to fall forward more often than not. He doesn't mess around a lot. I like that in this offense. Uh, so, so I mean, I, I like the room. I mean, those three guys, I haven't even got, like, since Bryce. I mean, he, he impressed me. I was surprised. I really did have a good handle on him. Uh, but, but to have, throw him in there, and you need bodies, good bodies, in this offense, because coach, you know, uh, we're going to run the ball. And when you run the ball, lot, running backs get dinged. And to have that room that deep, if we can just make sure we hold on to everybody, man, uh, it'll look good in the fall. Devin Bobby is the safety from DeSoto that does play up uh, and, and is a very sure tackler. He had a lot of interceptions in high school, 28, number 28 on the roster now. Is that one that you were talking about? No, man, this dude played line. I'm going to get the name before we get off this call. Smoke. Okay. But he, he was he was making some hits, man. I don't think it was Bobby. Okay. I do know. I do know Bobby. I don't think it's him, but I'll get that name. Garrett, you know who it was? Was it Carmelo Jones? Yeah. yeah. That dude right there. Yep. That guy right there was bringing a little smoke, man. I, I mean, he was uh, – I think they had him listed like third on the depth chart or something. Uh, but he was – where is he from? Is he from DeSoto or Cedar Hill? He's from West Orange Stark. Well, dog, I'm way off on it. But anyway, he was – I thought he was up that way. I, mean, I may have been thinking about Bobby from, from DeSoto, but whatever. But no, no, he, he was – I mean, he was, he was covering space fast, and he was bringing pad level. Uh, and, and that was – and he stood out. Like, a lot of times in the spring, he's like, okay, who pops? Uh, Mike Smith popped to me, and then that young man popped when a lot of the reserves went a little bit. So I'd be interested to see if he, if he, if he continues to improve and – and gets a little action in the fall. It shows him as 32 on the roster, Carmelo Jones, uh, yeah, the linebacker. Him. Yeah. So, yep. you know, Aranda made the comments about the quarterback position. And last year when he made the decision between Gary Bohannon and Blake Shapin, it was about being more dynamic and stretching the field. That didn't work out. Uh, do you see Sawyer Robertson being a guy that can stretch out the field more, although it looks like Blake still has the more the much stronger arm. Yeah, I think they both can. I think it's just really, um, you know, can we keep Monterey ball and healthy? If you like thought about last year, you know, Monterey was really our only guy that scared defenses vertically. Um, so, so I think you know from a couple of young players that you know. I did like Keetron Jackson. I saw him. He didn't catch a lot of balls on Saturday, but I did. I did. I did like you know what I saw from him. He is good body. It looks like he, he runs really good routes. But I think there was you know I think they have a couple other deep threats, kids that can run vertical uh, this year in addition to Monterey. So I'm hoping that'll allow us to take advantage and really you know defenses really can't load up on one guy on a vertical route. Uh, but I think Sawyer, Sawyer, he showed that he could go vertical with the ball. 
and I, I know Blake can. Blake's the only challenge. Sometimes if his feet get weird on him or get, get baseball-y, I like to call it, for lack of a better word, uh, sometimes he won't he won't get it there. Or, we, as we saw on Saturday, he missed him a couple times. But I think he needed to miss him because I think Monterey was covered pretty good a couple times. So, uh, I expect they, they have to be able to throw the ball vertical. If you're going to run the ball, you've got to be able to make those those secondary players think that you may go over their head so they can respect respect that and then you know kind of lay off your run a little bit. With that in mind, J.J., uh, your thoughts on the wide receivers. Keytron Jackson got a lot of positive uh, press throughout the, the offseason just for his work ethic and the way that he's, he's fit in. But there's a lot of young and unproven uh, outside of Monterey, as you mentioned. Uh, he'll, he'll be a guy, but uh, how do you feel about Jackson and some of the other young uh, players that are coming along? Yeah, I like Cameron. I like Cameron. I like, I like those young players that I saw. There was one young man, and I'm, you know, I'm getting older, uh, but he ran. I noticed they ran the fly sweep with him a little bit more instead of Monterey. Bonner. Uh, Bonner. Yeah, I like that. That was Bonner. I like that because I thought that that meant that he had a little bit of the speed and a little bit of, I guess you could say, the wiggle. And I really don't like Monterey running that anymore. I mean, he did it in that Big Twelve championship game. I don't need to see him on that anymore because the only reason I say that is not because of speed. It's because he's a slight guy, and we had some injuries with him last year. And I really think they have to find a way to keep Monterey on the field. And the, if you can keep them away from, you know, those fly sweeps where a lot of times you're taking, you're taking maybe an outside linebacker or a star type, a star type safety hitting you, uh, it could help. But I did, I did like the receivers, man. I, I mean, I didn't get to, I was hoping to see Imani Winfield on Saturday. I hadn't gotten to see him. I know he was out. Uh, they had him list, I think, you know, uh, a, a second on the depth chart there uh, from one of the positions. Um, you know, I, I liked what I saw from, uh, I think it's Jordan Cameron, too. He has a good body. I know he's down there. They, they have talent. The question will be, you know, um, kind of will they be able to pull it together and get the protection? Can they can protect the quarterback with this new line that's going to be in play uh, to allow them time to get the ball to those tight ends and receivers? J.J., I thought it was interesting. Dave Aranda said during the offseason, uh, right at the beginning of spring and then kind of touched on at the end, that he was too lax with guys last year. Maybe he should have kicked guys off the team rather than suspending them or holding them out of a practice. And that's, you know, just a realization that comes with experience. But um, from your standpoint, having been a part of a team, how much – and we were all trying to put our finger on what was wrong last year, like what just feels off. And it certainly seems like that was some of it. But what do you think about that – self-realization by coach Aranda and how that may benefit or how that affected them last year. Yeah. He, he I mean, you know, coach Aranda, man, I, I, I listened to him. He's very introspective. He, he told us all year. I think what he thought, I mean, he would make during the interviews. I actually listened to him because he doesn't give you coach speak. Uh, he says it different, but he gave us, you know, kind of like it led up to, I think us making the switch to DC, what he felt. Uh, I think he, he said a lot of things and I really did appreciate what he said about being too nice. Uh, now I get it. Our mantra is person over player, and it's right. Uh, that's that's exact. I'm glad that we do that. And I think others are adopted it now too. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're a football coach, and you're paid to win games. Um, and you do, don't get me wrong. He needs to develop men. That's part of what I would want to see. But if he if he is a good football coach, a good football coach is still discipline and accountability uh, in everybody he coaches. Uh, that's his goal. And if you do that, you're going to produce good men. So I, I'm anticipating that man, what he said, that he is going to, he is going to live up to, and then you will see 
some changes from him as it relates to how he deals with personnel. JJ, sometimes spring games can be boring as hell, and people look for a dynamic play or whatever. Monterey had a couple of those. But is a boring spring game actually sometimes a good one? I know Boykins went down, but other than that, it seemed yeah. like they were pretty healthy along the way. Yeah, any word on Boykins yet? I, I saw that. I, I, I text Baylor, and I was told they're going to keep it in-house, but I did see a note gotcha. in our in our um, our website that yep. uh, that it does appear as if they expect him back and it's not long-term. At least that's oh. what I saw from one of those, like I think it was Grayson or Colt, one of the two. Yeah, hopefully so. So, yeah, Smokey hit the nail on the head. I mean, really at some point, you know, I, I was saying I was kind of surprised that they were still tackling. Uh, Dominique Richard, I think, was after running pretty late. Uh, and I was kind of surprised that in that second half they didn't really kind of give the game over to, to you know, the reserves that didn't get a lot of action. Uh, but, but yeah, you want it to be uneventful. When I saw Boykins go down, I was really concerned that it just didn't look good, right, the way he was down. I didn't actually see the hit. Yeah. But the way he was down, I didn't like it. And then he came back out with the ice on his, his knee, so on his leg, whatever. But, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like for the most part they got out of there healthy, and that's what you want, man. A very You, you want some exciting plays, Mo, but you want it to kind of be boring, uh, in any other way imaginable. JJ, always great. Can't wait to have you on as we get close to the season, fall workouts, and then season week to week. Appreciate your time and knowledge as always. All right, guys. I'll take care. You too. That's JJ Joe, Baylor Radio, color analyst, former Baylor quarterback. And he seemed to be, uh, I think, maybe of everyone, including us, we've talked throughout the week and others we've talked to, seemed to be okay. He thought somewhat more upbeat about what he saw. He played the game. He knows the game. Uh, and uh, that might be a nice little sliver of uh, positivity right there. Coming up, we'll have John Machota. You want to re- follow up on what J.J. said, anything? Uh, no, not really. Um, I think he, he kind of said it all, and uh, we've talked about various things. But, no, I mean, he, I'll let his words speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, it's good to get his perspective. Um and, yeah, everybody's going to have a different one coming off a spring game. I've been saying, no matter what I've said about anything, it's still just a spring game. I've said that, like, every 10 minutes in between comments of, like, it's still just a spring game. So any, um, you know, supreme overreactions, the likes of which we've seen, especially in regards to Blake Shape, and I just – I'm sorry, I don't I don't waste time on them. I just kind of disregard them and, and move on. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely – didn't think that everything was like super great. And if you're thinking they're going to go run towards the Big 12 championship, I have my doubts. But I also did see some good things as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's in the eye of the beholder. But I feel good about where they are and the direction they're going. And I don't know how good they're going to be next year. But I think they'll be a better team, an improved team. And uh, we'll see how that translates record-wise. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not – down coming out of the spring game there's just some things that are clearly still a work in progress and I think that's okay to acknowledge um without you know feeling like oh well they need to fire so it's like it's the spring game it's the freaking spring game but let's have a little perspective on things so yeah finding that middle ground I think is good and, and he provides some nice positive balance yeah the other thing if you watch any spring game anywhere after about 10 minutes of them practicing, it becomes really hard to follow who's coming in and doing what when yeah. with what squad because then that's where, like, you they see their kind of wave of, you know, ones-on-ones like J.J. said and twos versus twos, and then you start going, well, this guy, we've seen enough from him. He can go sit down, this and that, and then you start seeing a bunch of things that you may never see um, ever again. 
but this is the time that they have to do it, and they're trying it out because they want to get it on film uh, and look at it. So it it is hard to judge anything from the spring game. It, it really is. By the way, there's still a lot of severe weather around the Waco area, McLennan County. I know that there was a, a tornado warning in the Valley Mills, the town of Valley Mills. There's also apparently that's now closer uh, in the area of China Spring. Uh, I'm looking at the KWTX, which is one of our, of course, uh, our relationship with them, with the CW, and also our pregame shows with Josh Young. Uh, And it's only going to get worse later on tonight, so we appreciate a lot of you who are helping us during the broadcast to keep up with what's what's going on when it comes to severe weather. Emery's also kind of monitoring it uh, as our resident meteorologist. And I mean, there's a lot of bad weather in the area uh, into East Texas, headed into Louisiana, and also up in the Dallas and Fort Worth area near Stephenville to the northwest of us. So we'll try to keep our eye on this. When we come back the day before the draft, John Machota covers the Cowboys, theathletic.com. You have until, well, you have about a half hour, it's Wednesday, to order live crawfish at Waco Custom Marketplace. Their price the last time I saw was just over $3 a pound. 30-pound sacks of live crawfish, so you can have a crawfish boil this weekend. They have the red potatoes. Uh, they have the corn and the cob. They have king crab uh, legs if you want those two. It's just ready for you. Plus, all of the seasoning, all of what you need when it comes to a crawfish boil. And, oh, by the way, they have a full-service bakery and butcher shop. Right now, inside the butcher, butcher shop, some of the specials, beef short ribs at four seventy-five a pound, the tomahawk ribeye steak at fifteen ninety-nine a pound. That's a big piece of steak with the big bone that you almost feel like is a billy club. Whole chickens at $1.70 a pound. Green, uh, uh, hot links at three fifty a pound. Beef, pork, poultry, and also seafood. The bakery with fresh-baked bread and t- kolaches and sweets and treats and the marinades and seasonings and more. Waco Custom Marketplace at 425 Lake Air Drive in Waco. One, two. I'm in love with a man named Rudy. I'm in love with a man named Rudy, last name Barbecue. It sure is easy to fall in love with Rudy's tasty oak-smoked barbecue. Next in line. (laughs) TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike. Whether it's knee or shoulder pain, a wrist injury, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis and total joint clinic. Trust the doctors Baylor Athletics trust. Baylor Scott & White Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics wants to get you back in the game. 
Automatic Chef Canteen is a full-service micro-market vending and office coffee provider with state-of-the-art vending equipment, a wide variety of products, and offering custom-fitted micro-market vending office coffee solutions for your employee break room. You want a full break room solution and a workplace oasis? Well, Automatic Chef Canteen, locally owned and operated for over 50 years in Central Texas, also includes in-house mechanics on call 24-7 for fast, reliable service and maintenance. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco or online at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. Stepping into the boots of a U.S. Army officer can add confidence and leadership skills to your son or daughter's career path. See all the things they can achieve in our boots at GoArmy.com. U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, 254-598-8131 or 254-776-1543. One size fits all. That may be all right for an adjustable belt or chief sunglasses. When it comes to your financial needs, no one wants a one size fits all strategy. Cam Heathcott, your Edward Jones financial advisor, knows that his most important goals are yours. That's why we take the time to understand your needs, knowing you. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Cam Heathcott in Conroe at 936-756-7717. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Welcome back to 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. It's time for our weekly segment with John Machoda of The Athletic, brought to you by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where customer service is their main focus and best in metal steel and pipe for large or small projects, with two locations in Waco and Bryan, family owned and operated since 1943. John Machoda joins us the eve of the draft. Cowboys have the 26th pick in the draft. Made some very nice trades, it seemed like, in the offseason. John, thanks for your time with Craig and Paul. I'm David Smoke. And, uh, so any kind of, like, I don't know, little whispers here and there that you have coming out of the star in Frisco that, that Dallas, anything unique that might happen? I don't know about unique, but I really do think that there's a lot of smoke behind this whole Michael Mayer thing from Notre Dame if the tight end is there. Now, of course, there could be other players that fall that would maybe knock uh, him back or whatever, but I think if they have their pick of, of tight ends, I feel more confident now than I have at any other time covering the team that, that they, I could see them taking a tight end in the first round. It just hasn't happened since 97, and McCarthy had never drafted a tight end in the first two rounds in Green Bay, so I've always been kind of hesitant to think that that would happen, but that, that one right there is one that I think it's got a real possibility. Um, and it's pretty intriguing, too, just because when you look at a lot of the comps for mayor, it, it is Jason Witten. And so just to think, like, if they were able to get another Jason Witten, um, how huge that could be for the offense. Um, but, no, in terms of anything wild, nothing, you know, nothing that, you know, is it's just when you're picking at 26, it, it's tough to be expecting anything. And, frankly, it, I mean, if you're the Cowboys, like, you know, since Will McClay's taken over the draft, when things have kind of gotten crazy, they've been kind of at their best. I mean, you know, Zach Martin wasn't their first option by far in 2014, and they couldn't have picked a better player than him. You know, Micah Parsons was certainly not who they wanted at first in, in, in uh, the 2021 draft, but, you know, some, you know, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan get drafted ahead, and those are the guys they wanted, and they end up with Parsons, and, you know, he's a 
he's the face of the franchise now. He's going to eventually probably be the highest paid player and, and uh, highest paid defensive player in the NFL. So uh, I, I guess I would say that maybe uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, root for a little bit of chaos. It seems like they, they do all right when there's some chaos. John, I mean, all the talk from Cowboys fans is like, how can they get Bijan? How can they get Bijan? Uh, let's let's talk realistically until unless he falls to twenty six or around there, where they might you know be willing to trade up a couple spots and get him. What other running backs do you think fit and that they might um, have strong feelings about? So maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I just keep going back to the owners' meetings in Arizona when Stephen was asked about pairing a running back with, with Tony Pollard. Because, I mean, Steven has been on the record several times in the last uh, month about somehow they would they want Pollard beyond just this next year. They would like to work something out with him. So they would like to ultimately find someone who compliments Tony. And so when you hear that, you know, is that just is that all just a bunch of BS? Because they maybe they do like Jameer Gibbs from, from Alabama. I just don't know how well Gibbs would fit with Pollard. But if you're looking for someone that would fit with Tony – like one of the names that jumps out to me is Zach Charbonnet, the the guy from UCLA who's a little bit of a bigger back, like a more physical runner, uh, you know, kind of like a Zeke type thing where you could use him in short yardage, you just him in goal line, and he's very rarely ever loses yards. He's always finishing forward. I, I just feel like Charbonnet would be, you know, a potential second round pick that would be a good fit to pair with Tony Pollard. But, you know, Steven said the other day that he thinks that running back is one of the deeper positions in this draft class. And so, they might have their eyes on somebody in, in, in one of the later rounds that they think uh, could potentially be a good pairing with, with Tony. And then there's always the factor that they did get Tony in the fourth round. And so if they feel like, hey, this is a good depth at running back, well, maybe they don't maybe they don't look at it as a way that myself and probably a lot of Cowboys fans look at it as like, man, running back's a position that you probably need to address in the first three rounds. They could potentially think that they could still get somebody in the fourth, but I just I would be very surprised that they got through this draft without taking a running back at some point. What if they no let's say third round or maybe even slide fourth round if they came out of this draft with Devin A. Chain or Kendry Miller? Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean those are those are certainly two possibilities. Um, so, I mean those are names that you know Dane Brugler, our draft expert, he's talked a lot about is you know some some quality running backs that you don't have to spend you know a first or second round pick on and. That's the thing about running back. Like, it is probably at the top of the list in terms of guys that can contribute immediately and do, you know, somewhat similar production to what they did in college. It just seems like that the, you know, the learning curve uh, isn't the same at, at some other positions. And so, yeah, you get a guy like that, um, you know, or either one of those backs and, you know, like the third or fourth round that's great value. And then you have them for four years and, and, and from day one, you know, you're giving them touches you're expecting them to contribute immediately and so yeah no that's certainly a possibility but of course you know if Bijan Robinson was to fall at 26 I just think that's such a no-brainer that there's just no way you could pass on him John Machota theathletic.com Cowboys 26 pick for right now in the first round tomorrow night's draft John um, do you have um, do you have someone that you would kind of excitedly like to see them pick just because of uh, of what it maybe would would mean for the you know uh, the change in the team a little bit. So for me, by far, Bijan Robinson would be number one. Um, I just think that he could really he could be the spark for this team. That you know, really, Zeke was in twenty sixteen. I know, I mean, obviously, Dak's a huge part of that too. But um, but I just think he could help so many different parts of the team. He would be number one for me. I think two would probably be uh, Nolan Smith from Georgia, just because. 
yeah, a lot of people are projected to go top 15, but he's also one of those guys that, you know, you see in some mock drafts that he slides a little bit. And I, I just think he'd be very interesting to pair with Micah Parsons because like Micah, he's, you know, he's not built like your traditional defensive end in a 4-3, but he just got that pass rushing ability. And although he was good in college, I don't know if we've seen his best ball yet. And so he'd be another guy that if you just put him into this defense, it would be interesting to see like what level it could take it to. Um, and in our mock draft on the athletic, you know, when it came to be my pick, I ended up taking Michael Mayer because I do think that they like him a lot and that I think it's realistic. But one of the guys that was there that I passed on was Clemson defensive end, Miles Murphy. And I think if he was actually there, which I don't think he will be, but that's another guy, like an edge rusher like that, that all of a sudden now you have your future guy that you're going to have opposite of Micah Parsons. I think that would be really intriguing because, yeah, they have Sam Williams and Dorrance Armstrong and some guys, but you just can never have enough pass rush. And so on offense, it would be Bijan Robinson. I don't really love any of the receivers like that. I guess Jackson Smith and Jigba you could put in there. But on defense, it is certainly, if they were able to get some more pass rush there, I think that would be really intriguing. I know that there's thoughts about a, a, an inside plugger, you know, that, that that's – I don't know where he's going to go, when he's going to go. Have you heard anything about Siaka Ika at Baylor and, and also the Cowboys? I haven't. Um, I, I mean, I know Dane Brugler has him as a, as a second-round type guy, and that, that could make some sense for the Cowboys. I mean, that's what they need. You know, uh, Mozzie Smith from Michigan is another guy, uh, you know, that uh, is mentioned with the Cowboys quite a bit, who I don't think they would take him at 26, but possibly if he was to fall in the second round or if they traded back. Uh, I mean, that's a position that obviously needs to be addressed. I just question if the Cowboys have that type of a value on that position, but they certainly need help at defensive tackle for all the great things that they've done on defense. The one thing that stands out that they need to continue and improve is their run defense. And they don't, I mean, they have Quentin Bohanna and they just resigned Jonathan Hankins for another year, but I mean, it would make a lot of sense to add a young defensive tackle into that mix with, they can combine with Oso Digazoo. So you could have them for the next, you know, five, six, seven years. Um, but to get a player like that, you're going to have to use a first or second round pick. And I mean, yeah, they, the, the Cowboys used one on Tristan Hill and it didn't work out, but really before Tristan Hill, there weren't many times where they even did that. So just because they haven't spent on the position, that's the only reason why I'm a little bit cautious of like predicting them to take a defensive tackle in the first or second round. John, thank you. As always, good luck tomorrow with coverage and, you know they'll show the Cowboys war room 48 times before they even get a pick, whether they move up or stay where they are at 26. So that'll be fun to just kind of make you guys go running around crazy. Uh, thanks for your time as always, John. Enjoy the draft. Enjoy the coverage, and good luck with it. John Machota, theathletic.com on 365 Sports. I'm telling you, Laura and Barry, among others, we appreciate you who have helped us kind of keep track of what's going on. Um, because the severe weather is everywhere. And, uh, Laura, it looks like it's going to skirt just north of Waco. That's what it usually does. It does kind of goes like west-northwest of us, or it heads kind of east. Craig is right there in the middle on I-35, and sometimes it'll go, what is it, kind of like off to the right uh, to the east of us. So it doesn't mean there has not been some bad stuff that have hit, but I know that the worst weather might be uh, just around the corner here uh, tonight based on the, the radar. All right, uh, before we get to the top five, who who do you think uh, – you know who I, – I, I'm interested to see who gets Ty J. Spears, the running back at Tulane. I like yeah. him. Uh, obviously, I mentioned A-Chain and Kendry Miller, but uh, I, I just – what I saw him doing is against USC as well. I really enjoy, I enjoy his style. 
Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Ty Chase Pierce. You know who I'm interested to see because we talk about his teammate all the time is Roshan Johnson. I think in the right yeah, that's system, why I brought that up to John. Yeah, yeah, Roshan. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, interested to see Roshan. I'm interested to see uh, lots of lots of different guys uh, and where they go uh, at that position because it is so strange how people. Um, you know, Sean Tucker from Syracuse is getting a lot of play uh, right now. I think his Mel Kuyper uh, likes him. Uh, but I mean, there's, there are, there's, and running back is an intriguing position as the, as the value changes and all that. I, I really, you know, of course, I'm, I've been obsessed with the draft and I, I am. I, I do a lot of mock drafts. I, I'm kind of hooked on the Cowboys drafting Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss because he's in that, like, you know, Ole Miss big dude, AJ Brown. Uh, DK Metcalf mold, and they don't have a guy like that. Everybody else, like you look at their wide receivers, you know, even with the acquisition of Brandon Cooks, you know, they've got a bunch of uh, guys who are like lithe and, and, and a little smaller. You know, I, I I like the idea of them having some other weapons that they can pair that are different skill sets. Uh, I another name I want to watch see where he goes because he was unbelievable. At, whoa, yep. Yeah, there's a tornado warning from some of you were asking if our uh, phone had gone off, but there you go. It is going off now. So Tornado warning uh, in the area until 630. So, yeah, we're uh, getting close to closing this out with Paul's Top 5. This is 365 Sports. Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac. They are the people that you can count on and the people you've been able to count on for over 24 years now in Central Texas. They're celebrating their 24th anniversary sales event right now. Big savings on pre-owned cars and trucks, special savings on GMC Sierras and Buick Envision SUVs. And speaking of those Sierras, there's uh, dozens of them on the lot right now. Qualified buyers can save 3000 on 2023 Sierra SLTs or SLE 1500s. Qualified buyers can also get 2.9% financing on 2023 Sierras. Get more information and details when you talk to the good folks over at Richard Carr. If you're not looking to take advantage of the Sierra deals, well, how about those Buick SUVs? Luxury without the luxury price, smooth and quiet ride. Whether you're driving the 23 Buick Encore, the Envision, or the Enclave, right now qualified buyers can get low financing plus save $2,500 on Buick Enclave Premium or $3,500 on Buick Enclave Avenir. So there are some options, but uh, whatever option you're looking at, there are great prices. And if you're not looking to buy new, uh, but still looking for great prices, well, they've got you covered with many cars and trucks pre-owned in stock and under $20,000. Affordable, thoroughly inspected, ready to finance for almost any credit rating. Quality vehicles ready to drive today, whether pre-owned or whether brand new. And perhaps you don't even need a car. You're just looking to drive the one you're in a little while longer. Their award-winning service department can take care of that as well. As they stand by to keep you on the road, go to richardcar.com to see service specials and to uh, also set an appointment to get your car all fixed up. They've been in business for over 24 years in Central Texas celebrating their anniversary, and through that time, they built a reputation as the people you can count on for your automotive needs. Run by proud Central Texans. Log on to richardcar.com today. Call now or go see them now off Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit. Aaron Duvall, owner, Texas Beef House. Why did you get into this business? We kind of were born into it, and it's been for uh, several generations. Our family's been in the, in the beef business, uh, the, the ranching business, and we've specifically gotten into the beef business uh, back in about 2015 when uh, me and my son uh, decided to form Texas Beef House and uh, 
sell directly to the public. Aaron, everyone knows about Wagyu and, and, and how elite that is when it comes to beef. What separates you from anyone else that may do this in this type of profession? We um, selected out Wagyu mainly because it's, uh, it's such a quality beef and uh, it's consistent. Some beef, some breeds, you, know, you may have uh, you know a good animal every now and then, but Wagyu produces really consistently good beef every time. Where is the best beef in Texas? Your house. When you order from Texas Beef House, unleash the flavor of Texas raised Wagyu. From our pasture to your plate, TexasBeefHouse.com. At Ideal MRI, we feel blessed to be part of the Waco community. We're a small family business here in Central Texas. At times like this, the cost of health care has never been more important. And unfortunately, significant illnesses and injuries still occur. And that's why Ideal MRI is open and here to serve you through this difficult time. So if you need an MRI, ask your doctor about Ideal MRI. You can schedule online in minutes at IdealMRI.com or call 833-IDEAL-MRI. Boozers is the wedding ring store and more. If you're ready to get engaged or already married and want to upgrade your wife's ring for a special anniversary, Boozers is the place to go. With the largest selection of premier quality diamond engagement rings and wedding rings in Central Texas. They have seven cases with over 300 styles of rings from top designers like Natalie Kay. Choose from yellow, white, or rose gold, plus beautiful top quality loose diamonds. With an in-house jewelry, they can also custom make anything you want. Bring in a picture or drawing and let Boozers create your one-of-a-kind pendant or ring. They can even use some of your old gold and diamond jewelry to create something new. At Boozers, you'll find a great selection of quality timepieces, and Boozers is the place for expert watch maintenance and repairs, too. They specialize in expert Rolex watch repair for fine jewelry, watches, custom work, and more. Go to Boozers on Valley Mills and Lake Air Drive in Waco. It was broad daylight. I stepped into a gas station for five minutes to grab a snack, and just like that, my car was broken into. They made out like a bandit. My laptop, my phone, everything. I called my agent to see what could be done, and he restored my faith in humanity. My claim was processed so quickly, and I was able to recover my losses. Stop by and see our agents at one of our three McLennan County locations. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Time for Paul Catalina's Top 5, brought to you by Texas Beef House. Where's the best beef in Texas? Your house when you order from Texas Beef House. Unleash the flavor of Texas raised Wagyu. From our pasture to your plate, TexasBeefHouse.com. Go. All right, here we go. Top five college football teams affected by this year's NFL draft. We do not have time to really expound on this because we need to watch the weather here. Uh, we probably should have left so why and gone home 30, 30 minutes ago. Go. All right, number five, Georgia. Look, they're not going to be as affected as most on the field, but look, there are tons of guys in this draft when you go from Jalen Carter to Broderick Jones to uh, Keely Ringo, on and on and on down the list, to everybody including the quarterback who won two national championships in a row and Stetson Bennett this is a team that will it will look a little bit different on the field but they're so loaded and they've got so many big recruits you won't notice as much as some of these other teams number four Pittsburgh 
they're losing Izzy Abanaconda, Kalijah Kansi, Carter Warren, probably their three highest ranked players. Uh, that, you know, maybe not as much volume as a team like Georgia, but the quality that Pittsburgh is losing, especially Kalijah Kansi, a player that I just don't think you can go and replace. He is, in my opinion, the next Aaron Donald and will uh, get drafted in the first round and a team will be fired up to get him. Number three. In the rapid fire top five. Also, not about quantity, about quality. Deuce Vaughn, Julius Brents, among the two most go, um, that are going to hurt Kansas State the most. Deuce Vaughn's a player who is, uh, you know, kind of generational and that he was just so darn good for them and did so many things. And Julius Brents is a dude. I think he fits a lot of different systems, especially in that, you know, Pete Carroll, Dan Quinn, uh, Gus Bradley, Seattle Seahawks, long corner who can get after people. He's gone as well. Uh, and he's going to go higher, uh, than Deuce Vaughn even. And that's a name you may not have heard of a, a lot about while well, he was at Kansas State, even though he was a fantastic player there. Number what two. What about the defensive end? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, for, forget, uh, Felix Azuke Adoma, uh, is also going to be gone. Number two, TCU. This is about a volume thing right here. And it's not surprising that even if you go up, Max Duggan will probably be the last of these guys drafted, but Darius Davis, uh, Quentin Johnston, Kendry Miller, uh, Pretty much the whole offense, Steve Avila, uh, all gone, uh, all going to be in the NFL draft. Uh, so TCU is a team that is going to look, and we've talked about it a little bit, but if you really look at the sheer volume of players they're losing, it's a ton. And number one, Tennessee, first good year in a very, very long time for them. And the guys who did it, Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, all will be gone in the first three rounds, not to mention uh, Darnell Wright, their uh, offensive tackle, who's going to go in the first round. Um Byron Young, one of their defensive ends, who's going to go you know, somewhere in the middle rounds, not sure where he falls, and a couple other players that were there for Josh Heupel. Be interested to see if he can rebuild and replace that talent uh, one year after their best year in a very, very, very long time. That's the top five. It's tornado time. People. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Hendon Hooker goes. Craig, anything you want to add or you just want to get the heck out of here like all of us? Uh, yeah, apparently uh... – there's sirens going off near Lake Waco, so we should probably get. That's not too far away, that's so we right should probably head on yeah. out. I mean, it could clearly expand, but uh, okay, nothing important enough to keep us further delayed. I guess sports tonight at ten thirty on the CW. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to you, all of you, trying to protect us in the chat room. We really do appreciate it, Garrett, uh, Emery, Jack, Paul, Craig. I'm David Smoke. We're out of here. Three sixty five Sports. Stay safe and good night. <laughs>